broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 71 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I've got Trevor and Damon here. We got Damon back from vacation. Uh, so Damon's got a lot to talk about from vacation. Welcome back, Damon. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure all the, all the Damon fans missed having you here. So, um, you know, we know there's a lot of those. Uh, so <laughs> they'll be happy to have you back. But, uh, we also have a special guest on our show today. Um, we, you've heard us on the show many times talk about the Disney Dads podcast. We've been talking to them for quite a while about doing a mega show. We don't have the mega show happening today, but we do have Mike from Disney Dads, uh, on the show with us today. So Mike, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about the podcast and, and we'll, uh, talk some Disney topics. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, unfortunately, my other two co-hosts couldn't make it today. Uh, Jay, uh, Jason is at the Packers game today. I think they're playing the Bears, and uh, he's, he lives in Wisconsin, and he's a season ticket holder, so he couldn't make it to the game today. I think they had back-to-back games, yeah. and uh, he's going to the uh, Packers game today. Uh, and Justin, my other host, he's down in Disney. I mean, where else would you rather be? I mean, so yeah, I, I don't hey. blame him. He's down there for uh, everything very merry and uh, doing a little universal as well, too. I, we don't talk about that place Ooh. that much, but uh, he is a pass holder there, so he is doing some universal time. But, uh, you know, listen, we're, we're three guys, much like you guys, and we're three dads who, you know, share our love for Disney. And we have a Wait, show. So who's, that- who's who, though? Who matches up? Who do we match up with? Who's Tom? Who's the Tom of the show? Who's the Trevor and who's the Damon? <laughs> I would definitely say that, that Tom is definitely the Justin of the group. I would say that I think Damon, you and I quite alike, and Trevor is definitely more of the Jason. So I think we, right. I think that would be our uh, – those would be our prom dates. There we go. I like that. <laughs> our doppelgangers. Our- yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, go really with good. that. I'll go with that. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're a podcast and we're a show that's a lot about positivity. Um, you know, our opening statement pretty much says what I can say. You know, we're a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. And we're a G-rated show. You can throw us on in the car and put the kids in. And, and we try and keep a very positive outlook. Uh, Disney's a very positive place. And we try and bring that through to you guys and on our Facebook page as well, too. And that's why we like them, because I think that we definitely feel the same way about our show. And Tom, every once in a while, has to remind me I'm not allowed to say certain words. They're never usually too bad. <laughs> he'll, he'll bleep them out. But I, I would agree. I think there needs to be a lot of positivity. And I think that there, it's always great to have shows like that. And again, it's one of my favorite podcasts, especially you know about Disney. So glad to have Mike. And hopefully in the future, we'll have them all. Yeah, and that's actually the thing that really strikes me about your podcast is listen, listening to it is so how pars- positive you guys are because there are a lot of podcasts out there that are negative about everything. I, I don't even know why they're doing the, a Disney podcast if they hate everything about Disney and that's all they talk about, right? So yeah, you know, and we'll hold Disney's feet to the fire. I mean, listen, there are plenty of times that things go wrong. We everybody's had that vacation where you just listen, they messed up or whatever. But the good thing about it is they always try and do it better, you know, and they always try and help you out. And they always try and go the extra mile when something doesn't go right. And uh, is every vacation perfect? No, but none of us are. And we try and make sure that, you know, there's so much negativity that goes on in your life on a regular day. We all have Disney as our vacation and our escape. And I think that's the important part is to bring that through. And, you know, if you're sitting in your car and you're having a bad day, you know, throw on a podcast and kind of, you know, drift away and, you know, daydream a little bit and put yourself in a better mood. While still paying attention to the road. Oh, in okay. case you're driving. Well, I'm just driving a Tesla, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
So, so Tom, we're going to do it a little bit different, right? Since we, we have Mike for a few minutes, um, this will actually come out before the wait list. So, so Mike joined us for the wait list as well. So we well, have, we should for a announce few minutes. that we're do, we did a wait list. We Nobody wait knows list. that we did it, right? Well, yeah, our group knows, but again, guys, we did a wait list. <laughs> we did a wait list. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. That was, <laughs> you're welcome. So, so, With so, all the pomp and circumstance you're coming from the show. <laughs> So while we have Mike for a little bit, we're going to actually skip around on how we normally would do. And I will talk about my trip a little bit later. So I think what we're going to go to, Tom, right, is the announcements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about these announcements. So there was, and you saw this on our Facebook page, and I, I don't know where I was when I was posting all these things, but all of a sudden, every once in a while, and I feel like Disney was maybe trying to keep all the focus on Rise of the Resistance and, and maybe announce all these big things all at once just to, to get them out of the way. But like a couple weeks ago, like not even a couple weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago now, they just on a Friday night just dumped all these news pieces about when everything's opening. So, um, we've got the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Now we, op- we know that's opening in 2021. We know that Minnie and Mickey's uh, Runaway Railway is now slated to open on March 4th, 2020. You might remember that that was delayed from, uh, I believe, spring of this year. This should, should have already been open, but it did get delayed, but that's okay. You know, we'll wait for them to perfect the thing. Um, then we have the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue which is uh, the new barbecue restaurant they're going to be putting in Toy Story Land. That's now going to open sometime in 2020. They gave themselves a wide berth on that one. Um, you know, for however, and I don't even think they started building on that. I've seen some walls going up, uh, you know, some pictures of those, but I, I haven't seen much other than that. Um, but then the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, Canada Far and Wide, and Awesome Planet uh, all at debut at Epcot on January 17th next year. Something we've talked about on this show before. We we speculated for a while about who the voices will be for the Canada show. Um, and we do have an answer to that. And the answer is um, it's actually Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, who I both really like. Uh, I think that's a good choice. And I, you know, I will have to go to our, our core, our, you know, Canadian correspondent to make sure that those are approved narrators for the Canada Pavilion. Um, but then we also, uh, two more things on here. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure planned to open summer 2020. Again, they're giving themselves a little bit of leeway there. So you would like to think that they'll have it open for the July 4th, uh, you know, holiday, but who knows? Uh, and then, you know, something we speculated on many episodes ago, months and months ago, we talked about, uh, uh, Disney's DuckTales taking over the World Showcase, um, taking over, uh, Agent P game, the Agent P game, uh, at Epcot. Um, and it's sure enough, Disney, that's what's did happening. Did Disney listen to us? I don't think they listened to us, but, uh, you know. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I, I want to know what you guys uh, think of these things. Oh, I, you know, there's dude, a lot of stuff you here. You gotta I know start th- with uh, the Star Cruiser. Because yeah, I think so that's the most important. Right? I am so excited about. It. You know, it's funny though. 2021 is not that far away. I mean, I got to start saving now because that's going to be just straight up money. There, there's not going to be points for that. Oh. I, 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 I did like a lot of um, the pictures that they're showing. I, I'm really interested. But you know, it's funny. One of the things that kind of cropped up in my mind is. You know, is it going to be kind of like weird because there's going to really be no outside interaction when you're in the hotel? Like, it's all going to be space in the windows. Like, is that going to be weird? Like, are people going to freak out? Yeah. Yeah. Are people going to freak out? Like, you know, cruise ships don't bother me. So I don't think I'll have a problem with it. But like, are people going to freak out? Like some people don't like on the cruise ships. Like, I don't know. You can't leave really. So that was the first question I had. And then the second question is they talked about being able to go into Star Wars land. 
I still think that that's going to be something that's going to be outside of regular hours. I truly think that for the amount of money that you're paying is that you will have your own time in Star Wars land. That's my opinion. So, yeah, I, I, I guess where I am, uh, I'm thinking about the, the whole idea of being in space for a couple of days. Um, you make a good point about, you know, not seeing daylight for that amount of time. I, I didn't actually really think about that up until now, but I come from a climate where like this time of year, we get maybe eight hours of daylight, which is, you know, I, I go to work and come home and it's dark. So I, I don't know. It, I don't know how much that will have an effect on people. Like, like you said, yeah, I, I guess I don't think it's the daylight, Trevor. I just think it's the weirdness of feeling like you're truly in space. Well, but, but yeah, you're right. It's also, you're, you're on a, you're on a ship. You don't have any, I guess the difference between that and a cruise ship is that on a cruise ship, like you can go out on the deck and Correct. you have the whole ocean there. This is like, I guess it's a little, it could be seen as a little more claustrophobic. I could, I could see that. I, I could see it being claustrophobic, but I mean, I guess if you're making daily trips out of, out of it and going into galaxy's edge, I guess it's not too bad. Right. Which I'm kind of hoping, but I don't know. Can they do that every day? Because you're talking about then, you know, they're going to run these back to back is my guess, right? To, to make the money that they need to make for such an extravagant, extravagant experience. I don't know. Are they going to be able to get you an hour? Will it maybe be in the morning? You know what I mean? Like how will they get those hours in the park by yourself? I feel like it's more mysterious and fun at night, right? Yeah, but you're talking about Hollywood Studios then shutting down. Like, cause you know me, I'll be the first to complain if they're trying to do this at 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I don't, Mike, are you a Star Wars guy? I am beyond a Star Wars fan. I am, I, that's my religion. I live, love Star Wars. I love everything <laughs> Star Wars. I mean, that is, anybody who's ever heard me talk about it before, I've actually said that I don't care what amount of money it's going to cost. My 50th birthday is coming up in a few years and I'm retiring from the city. I have 20 years of service right now and I'm retiring in a couple more years. So I told my wife is, listen, I don't want a retirement party. I don't want a big family shindig thing. All I want is to spend a few days from my retirement, my 50th birthday in that hotel. So that's going to be, I don't, and you know what? She's going to have to go along with the ride. So there are certain things we do for the set, you know, that I've done for the sacrifice of my marriage. She's going to have to put up with, you know, living like a Star Wars person for a few days. So, so here's an interesting thing, Mike. So I told my wife, you know, my 50th is coming up in a few years. I'm going when it comes out though. If I can get in, I'm going. But that being said, is it acceptable to go with somebody else? Is it acceptable to go with another woman that you're friendly with to the Star Wars hotel because your mm-hmm. wife doesn't want to go? Hmm. Uh, maybe in a galaxy far, far away, that's okay. <laughs> in my household, that's not going to fly. My wife is like, I really don't want to go. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, because I'm going. And, and the problem is, right, it comes a little bit of a cost issue if we're talking about by the room, right, to go as one person. It just seems a little weird. Plus, who are you talking to about it then? That's no fun either. Oh, well, yeah, you have to, yeah. you have to share the experience with somebody. Yeah. I, I can't see doing it. I mean, I'd love to go on a solo trip, you know, just doing Disney by myself, which I'm going to be doing in May next year. But I just, I, how do you not experience that with somebody, especially somebody with a love of Star Wars? And that's going to be my hardest part is doing it with her, who's not completely on board with all of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. If she messes up your experience, you might have some problems. You might have to, uh, throw her in the Star Wars break. She's a good egg. She's good. She's good. She'll play along. <laughs> Maybe we need to like set up like a Facebook group or something for like matching 
Star Wars fans Disney dating for, for these, the hotel. Yeah, yeah, for 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 the Star Wars hotel yeah, I, specifically I'm, for that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's still got to be somebody that you know and that your wife approves of. Like the people we vacation with all the time. The husband on the other side is not so involved in Star Wars, but the wife is. I think that would be acceptable. You know, we've been friends for 20 years. I don't think I could go with some random person that I meet on a Facebook group. That would be a little tough. That would be worse. You could do a guys trip though. That's acceptable. A guy's trip would be acceptable. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I don't really like traveling with other guys. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I, I don't. As, do, as a reminder I, to our listeners, meet up October 9th. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I don't do a lot of guy sort of things. Like I don't like to just go hang out, right? And I also don't really like to drink. So those are guy things. Well, then we should hang know. out because I don't drink either. There we go. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So, so Mike, can you really wait that long though? Like, really? Like, you're not like amped to go the first year? Uh, no, because I want them to work all the bugs out. I, I can wait a couple of years. I mean, listen, I have four more years to go. So if it so, opens in 2021, it's only a year or two after that. So I think I can wait. And I think the first year or two getting in is going to be almost impossible, you know, and I want to kind of go when I want to go. So I think the timing is going to work out perfectly. So I will say that are you, you've been to Universal or you have not been to Universal? Oh, I have been. Yes. Okay. So. We went to the opening, and again, this was unbeknownst to us, for Forbidden Journey. We were there. <laughs> anyway, the long and short of it is, is that we were there when they weren't letting a lot of people that were taller or larger on the ride because you were so close to all the props. And then they changed that, and the ride pulled back a few feet. And it's just not the same ride. So while I kind of agree with you about some of the kinks and the bugs, I think sometimes, especially during things like this, is that Sometimes in the beginning, there's some stuff that they'll never do again because they're like, ooh, that's not really good, even though it was awesome, kind of like the Harry Potter ride until people ruined it by touching the Dementors, right? Like, keep your hands to yourself. We would have been fine. So I I I'm trying to go in the beginning, and then that's my take on it. But yes, I believe it will be very difficult. I'm hoping to call in some Disney favors, though. Hopefully. That's where I'm saving all my favors for. I was going to say, are you going to try to go like day one? Or are you going to try to get like no, media access? I, You're going to try to go like there. If there's media access to that, I will definitely make a trip. But I would like to experience outside of media. As I've said before, you know my feeling on general media events. So I would like to experience outside of that. But I'd like to do it, you know, closer to the actual opening rather than waiting a few years. I would like to go back again, but I, I would like to do it as quickly as possible. Nice. So that's uh, Mike, you know, you mentioned on the wait list, you have a uh, Jack Skellington tattoo. You have any star Wars tattoos that you should tell us about? Like, is you have any cool star Wars ones since that, you love that one? I've been waiting for the perfect one. And my daughter who is a fantastic artist doesn't like to draw, but I have her drawing me up a tattoo as we speak. And it's more personal because she's drawing it up. So I kind of gave her some images that I wanted and I told her to put them together. And that's going to be my next one. So I have quite a few Disney tattoos. Star Wars isn't one of them just yet. I've been kind of waiting for the perfect one. And uh, I have my eldest daughter is drawing me something as we speak. The oh, baby awesome. Yoda. <laughs> no, no, not Baby Yoda. Not Baby Yoda. I haven't jumped on that bandwagon yet. Uh, Sorry, I'm just I'm kidding with you, Mike. Okay, well, <laughs> no, I, well so, you know what? I like the Baby Yoda better than the Porgs. So there you That's go. Fair. I, I could be on board with that. So, too. so I guess the the important question: light side or dark side? Oh, dark side. Always dark side. Oh. Ah, see, it doesn't even matter to me. I could care less. I think the experience is going to be so interesting. I, I don't even care. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree. I, I think either way is going to be fun, right? 
Like, what is there going to be, able, like, what do you think they're going to be able to do, though? Like, I know that there's going to be, like, a story. But see, here's the other thing. I, again, like, is it kids? Like, kids are going to be involved? Like, is that going to, I don't know. I don't like, know. Sh- should there be an adult-only Star Wars Star Cruiser? Like, they kind of flip-flop between them. Like, family one, adult-only. Family one, adult-only. You mean only. where, like, Han shoots people? Well, just where it's a little grittier and you don't have young Jedi taking up all the training time on the, the lightsaber area. I, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I mean, we've seen pictures of like kids areas. So yeah, maybe it's going to be like, be like awesome you know, be some of those cruise ships where it's like the kids are just, you know, in the control room and then the adults are doing the adult things. A gritty galactic star cruiser twice a year. I'm on board. I'm on board. Like a special event where it's special just event. Yeah. Just gritty. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think some people would be on board for that. Double the price. <laughs> Double the price. Double the price. You I mean, waivers. you got to pay premium. Yeah. Good. <laughs> no waivers needed. No, no waivers <laughs> needed. It's, it's not, it's not a haunted house in, you know, the, the backwoods. It's, it's, yeah, it's, what are you trying to say about Kentucky, Tom? Is that where that haunted house was or was it? Um, I don't remember. I don't believe so, but I don't remember where it was, but <laughs> yeah, I heard those episodes about your haunted houses. You got quite a few you guys were talking about. Oh yeah. I'd love to go. I love to go. But there's some, some some good ones in New York I hear, too. There's some good ones in New York I hear. So I'm going to start making that my thing, just traveling to haunted houses around the country. That will be my new thing. Yeah, and some of those haunted houses weren't meant to be. Yeah, that is true, too. That is true, too. <laughs> so, so what else yeah. are you guys psyched for on this? Because I, I know I've I've said this many times. I'm really excited about Runaway Rail- Railway. I, I've seen some previews of that already. And it's uh, really cool. I just yeah. don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like... I just don't know. Do, do you like the new uh, Mickey Mouse shorts? No. See, I, I think that's where at all. Yeah, <laughs> I hate them. Hate would be a good word I would use for them. Like I turn them off. They're too Ren and Stimpy for me. That is not Disney for me. See, and I love them, and that's why I'm excited for this ride. Is because it's just the continuation of those all those little shows. And yeah, I, I'm also excited because, uh, everything I've seen about the technology around it is like the, the trackless ride systems. My, my brother actually got to experience one of the trackless ride systems in Tokyo Disney. And he said it was amazing. Um, it was actually the Winnie the Pooh's honey hunt. Pooh's honey hunt. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, he thought, he thought it was the greatest thing. So I'm just excited to see how, you know, I guess regardless of the, the subject matter, how the ride itself I, I would agree with that. Like, I do like technology. I, I'm just not, like I said, the shorts don't do it for me. So I, I, you know, I think the idea of it and, and just seeing some of the renderings of it, I like the idea that it starts off as one train and then all of the cars just at some point separate and go all sorts of crazy ways. I love that. I think it also adds the, to the rewritability of it too, right? Because, and I've heard this about Rise of the Resistance too, that, Every, every vehicle is basically a different ride and they go different places and do different things. So, uh, it makes it so you want to keep riding it. But I also saw that they gave a preview to the media right before the rise of the resistance event where they were showing an effect, uh, in the, I, it's in like the old screening room where, um, uh, a great movie ride was, you know, where you'd stand there and you'd watch the movie and everything. But apparently there's some sort of effect that happens where like a puff of smoke comes up and the screen splits in half and that's where you walk through. And apparently it really impressed a lot of the media members. And I love that kind of stuff. Like I- I'll go to, to the, to, um, 
that bell show i I, which is escaping me at the moment what the name of it is but i'll go on that just for the effect of the mirror turning into the doors because it's so cool to just watch that if you've never seen that before so i'm all i'm all for like that kind of cool stuff uh that they do uh those i don't think i don't think i've seen that before oh you need to do it man just i'll tell you i've seen the youtube of it oh yeah check out a youtube of it because honestly what park is it in it's in magic kingdom it's right in the new fantasy land bell's story time or something like that yeah. I think it's near Ariel's Grotto, isn't it? It's near that area. Yeah, it's yeah. it's right next to that. Right, it's that whole area that has you know the the Beauty and the Beast stuff, and so it's worth it just for that effect. It's worth it for a couple of the effects. The the Lumiere, uh, Lumiere that's in there, the animatronic that's in there is pretty fantastic. The effect of the the mirror turning into a door. I mean, the first time you go in there, you're just in a room that it's like it's like the haunted mansion. You're in a room and you're like, well, where are we going to go in this room? We just walked in here, you know, from the only door that's in the room, and then you're looking at this mirror, and this mirror magically turns into a door. It's pretty darn cool, and I've watched it happen many times and been like. I feel like I should be able to figure out how this works, and I just can't. I, I don't understand what they're doing here. And just the animatronics they have built into it are cool. And it's, you know, it's a cute show for my, my daughter likes it, and it's a cute show for the younger kids. But some of the technology they threw into that show is amazing. So, have none of you guys done that? Am I the only one? I have a 12 year old. I have two boy. daughters. I've done it. Oh, you've done, Mike, right? Isn't, isn't it amazing when the door, it turns into a door? Mm hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, go ahead, Damon. Sorry. No, I was just saying, I have a daughter too, and I just have never done it. So it's got to be on the list, I guess, for next time. I'll tag it on the list. It, it, I feel like it's one of those rides. It's like Star Tours, where Star Tours sometimes has like a five minute line, and then other times has like an hour line. It's kind of the same way, where sometimes it'll be dead, other times it'll be busy. So. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's, and it's good for, you have a younger daughter, so there's a lot of participation with the kids. Like the kids get up and they play different roles in the story, which is cool too. So. Okay. Yeah, I'll add that to the list then. So that was a tangent. I don't even remember what we were just talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, now, now we're talking about barbecue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Trevor, were you going to say real. something? I'm well, sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask. Do, do we want to talk about the barbecue or do we want to talk about all the stuff going on at Epcot next? Let's talk well, about that. I want to know what you think of the narrators for the for the new Canada uh, video. So Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Um, so obviously Catherine O'Hara is the mom from uh, Home Alone. So you know, that's yeah. a good, good movie. As far as the two of them goes that they actually both star on a show. Uh, so it's called Shit's Creek. It's S C H I T T. So you're going to make me bleep this now, Trevor. Is like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you better bleep that. You bleeped my other one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, it is a show that is on, uh, on Canadian television. It stars the both of them. They, they are, wonderful comedians it's actually it's a really good show if you if you ever get a chance to watch it i guess i won't say the title again you'll have to i'm gonna have to cut this out now trevor <laughs> yeah, but well that's not my fault they're the ones who name the show <laughs> kind of deliberately but I know, um, yeah so so yeah i mean yeah they they've been like i grew up watching them on uh on various shows that there's another uh show called uh sctv or second city tv that there was a um, I know there was a, a U.S. version, but um, they were very prevalent on the Canadian version, along with uh, um, John Candy and um, Martin Short and yeah, other famous Canadian actors. So, I mean, yeah, to to me, it's like, oh yeah, they're they're Canadian. They're like they're representing our country, and I I think they will do really well at it. 
I'm kind of surprised they didn't go younger Canadian that like, you know, some of the kids would know. But then again, this isn't exactly like a kid centric thing, right? This is something your parents, the parents drag the kids to go see, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and, and I think, yeah, that I think they want to take actors that they're, you know, even younger kids, they do know who those actors are. Like, like, I guess my generation, we, like, we grew up seeing those and like, you know, we're kind of saying to our, our kids now, you know, Oh, you know, as they get old enough that they can, they can watch some of that stuff. Like my, like I've explained to my kid, you know, Oh yeah, Catherine O'Hara, she's, um, you know, the mom on home alone. She's been in these other movies. You know, I, he knows who John Candy is. He doesn't watch like a ton of John Candy stuff, but you know, he's, he's aware of these Canadian actors, I guess that we see as important. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think it's good. I, I'm, uh, on our next trip, I'm looking forward to seeing how, uh, how that, uh, uh, movie plays out because honestly, I, I, I saw the Martin Short one a long time ago and I haven't been back in there to watch it again since because I didn't really feel the need to because I can see it every day. So. Cause you live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to see their version now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I know we got to loot. We have to lose Mike in a few minutes here. I know Mike's got to go. So Mike, was there anything on this list of things that we just talked about that you were really interested or wanted to talk about before we, we have to let you go? I'm interested in the barbecue. I think, uh, I think when Toy Story Land opened up, I think they missed the mark when it came to adding a, you know, a sit down restaurant. I think Hollywood Studios kind of lacks in that. I'm surprised. I don't know if you guys are also no character dining at that restaurant. I mean, what an opportunity to have, you know, some of Woody and his pals there. Big cleaning bill with all the barbecue though, right? <laughs> oh, 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 barbecue yeah. handprints on Woody. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, we lost another Woody costume. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Mike, because again, you know, Tom and myself are from New Jersey. Um, I was from Northern Jersey outside of the city. And, you know, once we moved to North Carolina, like barbecue just doesn't do it for me anymore because you get enough of it at home. It would be like when we lived in Jersey and it would be like going to eat pizza down in Disney. So uh, I'm not as excited as I can understand that you guys would be. I'm just excited to have another place to eat, you know, just to kind of, especially with, uh, I think the, Dining choices in Hollywood studios are kind of limited. You know, I mean, you have yeah. the Hollywood and Vine, you have the 50s prime time, but I just, it, it, Mama Melrose is good, but I feel like it's nice that they're adding a sit down restaurant. I guess it's going to be, yeah. I guess where the bathrooms are and where the aliens, uh, flying saucer spin is. I think it's going to be over in that area, right? I mean, that's the only thing. The I thought only... it was right at the entrance. I thought it was like right at the, to the right of the entrance where they're. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be back by between Galaxy's Edge and uh, the bathrooms over in that area. I mean, I, I'm not sure, but I kind of figured they had a little bit of real estate to put a restaurant over there. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I thought I saw them starting to do construction right at the entrance, right by the okay. giant – I was just going to say the giant Woody statue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, since we're you know, making this a PG-13 show today, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Canadian I know. television. I'm kidding. Um, but – no, but I, I think that's where the, I, th- I think that's where I've seen construction photos is right when you walk into, walk into the land. But I, I agree with you. I think it was sorely needed, right? It's, it, it, a lot of the complaints about that land were lack of air conditioning and lack of, uh, you know, lack of, uh, shade. And, and that's because they don't really have any places that you go into, right? Everything's kind of outdoors there. So I think this will help. Have you been able to eat at Woody's lunchbox yet? I have. It was good. I liked it. I, I did not get a chance to go. We, every time we went there, it was like, uh, you know, trying to 
knock somebody out for a table. It was terrible. Oh yeah, they don't like, have many uh, tables. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and you know, we wanted to eat. We would. It was. It was the summertime. It was crowded. It was when it first opened up. And I said, you know, there's a lot of stuff on this menu I really want to try, but it was like the Hunger Games trying to get a table. <laughs> yeah, no, that they, area they was good packed. Good. Sorry, Damon. I was just saying that area was packed. Far more packed than I think a lot of people realize. Because yeah. it's not a huge area, that's why, right? Well, it's also, when you think about it, listen, I'm going to say that there's probably a bigger audience for the people that are going to Disney for Toy Story than there is for a lot of different IPs. And, you know, then you get all those people get crowded in there because all their kids want to go or the adults or whoever, you know, that wants to go. It's just, it's not a large enough place for the amount of people. I think they underestimated that a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think, I, Trevor, do you want to say something really quick? I, we got to let Mike go, but do you want to say something really quick for yeah, me? Yeah, I was actually just going to reinforce um, Mike's statement about uh, the food choices there. As I realized on our last couple of trips, we just de- default to uh, Primetime 50s Diner because, yeah, there isn't really a lot of options around there. So ho- hopefully this barbecue place turns out to be, you know, at least another choice that I'll consider because, yeah, like I, I don't really want to go anywhere else in Hollywood Studios at the moment. Yeah, I'm figuring it's probably going to be similar to Flame Tree, I guess, over in Animal Kingdom. A similar kind of menu, similar kind of ambiance and feel. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm down with and that. And Flame Tree is excellent. So, Flame Tree's. I, I mean, I think Flame Tree's excellent. We always like to stop at Flame Tree because it's, it is really good barbecue, minus the super aggressive birds that are that are there that will jump on your table and eat your food. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so, um, so Mike, I, I'm assuming we have to let you go, right? Yeah, unfortunately, my daughter is at. She's working tonight at a cheerleading competition, and oh. she's a coach. And I got to wait. Not at Disney. Why is she not at Disney? That's where all the uh, cheerleaders May. are. May right? will be there in May. Uh, as a matter okay. of fact, uh, nice. May is going to be our trip down there. She's. I'm doing something different. She's going to be down there from a Wednesday to a Sunday. I'm actually going to go down the Monday before and spend a couple of days by myself, Ooh, and then wait for the nice. wife and kids to come down. Uh, I I've always wanted to do a solo trip, and I've always felt guilty about kind of doing it on my own. So I figured, you know what? If I do it for a couple of days, and I know I'll see the family in a couple of days, I won't. Feel so bad about it. So I just kind of want to go walk around, spend my own time, sit on a bench, drink a cup of coffee, kind of people watch a little bit, and kind of do things at my own pace. You know, not not having the entire family in tow. So uh, have you guys ever done a solo trip? I have not. not I would yet. love to. I, I would absolutely love to because I like to wander. I like to explore, um, and that I feel like you can't always do that with a bigger group. You know. Yeah, no, no. I, I feel so guilty when the kids aren't around. You know, if I go off and yeah. do something on my own. So if I know they're coming down in a couple of days, you know what? I, I'm entitled to a couple of days by myself. So I'll just kind of, you know, relish the moment and kind of hang out for a few days. Oh, I think that would be great. So, well, well, thank you to Mike for joining us on this show as well. It's great to have you. Like I said, would love to have the rest of your team and talk to them. And we'll, we will get a super huge episode with everyone. Mega cast, mega cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely things to come. You know, unfortunately, like I said, my just trying to plan six guy schedule all at once. Nah, it's tough. tough. You know, it's you know tough. how that goes. It's tough but, for uh, the three guys, so we yes. understand. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, uh, so definitely on behalf of myself and my other two hosts, you know, Jason and Justin, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, first of many shows, you guys come on with us, and vice yes. versa. Absolutely. And uh, you guys keep up the good work because we thank really you. enjoy your podcast. Thank and uh, you know, like we say at the end of our show, you know, keep it Disney. Yeah like it all right it was great great having mike on the show huh that was that was yeah, fun that was definitely fun oh yeah it was definitely fun wish we could have had him longer but that's you know that's okay we we got him for a wait list and we got him for part of our regular episode so it's yeah. cool and like i said i think that we'll interact with them more often they are great so 
For sure. For sure. All right. So what do we have? We're on to well, Remy's. Wait, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, yeah. We want to talk about Remy's Ratatouille adventure. So this is kind of killing me because I want to go next year once like all this stuff is open. Like I want to do the space restaurant. I want to do Ratatouille. I Tom, want to do everything's not going to ever be open. Like I look at Tron now. Like when we were there and mm-hmm. I looked at Tron, I'm like, Oh, Tron. Oh my yeah, goodness. I want Tron. Tron so bad. I've wanted yes. Tron since I was like. 19 years old <laughs> yes yeah. so it, no it, I, I'm, I know but i'm talking about all the stuff that opens in 2020 like I, I feel like if i go maybe summertime again maybe go august and then no, most of the you stuff know what's I want so nice though is going back to disney and just having one or two things to do rather than 30 or none I mean, this would be a lot of things to do, right? Because I, I got to do Rise of the Resistance, got to do uh, Ratatouille. But by the next time do... you, but by the next time you go after that, it'll be the same thing. I feel like if you can have three new things to do, that's like a perfect thing. Yeah. See, yeah, here, here's the dilemma as DVC owners, right? Is that you don't have to do it all on the next trip. That's true. So yeah. it, it's it's hard because yeah, you know, part of you is like same thing. You know, I'm looking at you know there there's at least three or four new rides opening that I want to go to. There's new restaurants, there's all kinds of new stuff. But, um, the danger is, you know, if you plan an entire trip around just doing these new things, um, you end up in a position where you, you end up, you know, spending more time in lines and doing a lot of things that, you know, it's the popular thing to do, which is great. You know, you're getting to experience those things, but I feel that at the end of the trip, you actually come back, you know, less happy because that time spent, you know, forcing yourself into the the newest hype thing ends up making for a less enjoyable trip. You know what I mean? I think, I I think it depends on what else you feel that you need to do. I I, listen, I have so many things to talk about on our trip. Trevor, I will definitely get back into this. So this Mm -hmm. is a discussion that changed. My trip got (laughs) totally changed. No, let's finish what we have here. So we have, let's talk about ducktails real quick. So, right. So, I'm super excited that that's going to be replacing HMP. Like my kids are not Phineas and Ferb fans. I mean, they're even my daughter, who's a huge, huge, you know, cartoon fan, not a fan. So I think this will be something that, you know, we'll definitely do once that opens at Epcot for sure. And I think it brings a lot more people in being DuckTales. I don't know. They, I think Disney's done a really good job at really pushing that show. And it's a good show to boot. Yeah. I, I like both and I, I agree, you know, I'm, I'm totally okay with Phineas and Ferb going away and DuckTales coming in that the funny thing about Phineas and Ferb, so a little bit on the personal side for me, it actually got me through kind of a dark spot in my life. So I appreciate the show because it, it was something that, that I, I really enjoyed and, and it, like I said, it helped me, but I'm also willing to say, you know, yeah, it doesn't need to be in the park and, you know, it does have its place and it doesn't have to be, you know, part of that world showcase thing forever. <laughs> so did you, did you enjoy the, the crossover with Milo? Again, Milo is a, such an underrated show. It, I'm going to tell you. I did. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. The, the only, the only criticism I would give of it is that at some points it did feel like they were just doing fan service to Phineas and Ferb and not being, too creative with it. Like they were just kind I of understanding the jokes. So Cause I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of that show, but I am a, a Milo fan. So that I can understand that though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I like them both. It's the, they'll definitely still be stuff that I watch years from now, but I also don't think it needs to be in the parks necessarily right now. 
Okay. Well, and this makes it a little more relevant, right? Not uh, this is no offense to 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 Phineas and Ferb, but how long ago did that show end? Is that show still going on? Oh, well, no, they, years ago. Um, years yeah, ago, right? There I mean, was just there was yeah. a new crossover though with with Milo Murphy. Okay, yeah. so but I mean, so a lot of kids still know that. I mean, where or is it? You know, really not as relevant as my it? kids don't like it. So, right, if you're talking target audience, at least my kids don't have an interest. Yeah, I mean, my, my kid, you know, he's he's still very well aware of it. You know, he grew up watching it. A lot of his kids know who Perry the Platypus is and stuff. So, yeah, it's it, it definitely had its place, but it's kind of on that. It, it's fading out of popular culture right now. So it's a good refresh, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a yeah. good thing for them to I do. It's right a good there. refresh. Okay. So anything else in this that you guys want to talk about? I mean, uh, I, you know, the, I think, you know, the thing I'm excited about though, too, is, is the run, the railway and Ratatouille adventure. These are all things that I can take my daughter on to, which I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of. That's right? true. Cause you, you get, it's interesting. Like you say that though, because you're right. Cause then you got galaxy and Tron, which are not going to be sort exactly. of things that you're going to take your daughter on. Not for now, anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, when she's a couple years older, for sure. I mean, she'll have to go on with a different family, but yes. <laughs> oh, you know, don't worry. I was I watched episode six of the Imagineering series, and they were showing the Tron coaster, and I looked at my wife, and I said, you're going to have a lot of fun on that once it opens. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. from the bottom. I'll wave as you're going through the, the canopy. I'm, I'm trying to convince my wife to ride it. I, I think she would like it, but she's like, no, I, I, I don't do roller coasters, and it makes me sad. <laughs> that's why I have my wife. She just, it, she does these things. So it's funny. My, my daughter does not love roller coasters, but she likes rock and roller coaster, but will not do tower of terror. So that's so crazy. Cause yeah. I, I think rock and roller coasters more really. Yeah. I, I think there's more to it than, than tower of terror for sure. But I guess the atmosphere does play in as well. True. True. Yeah. All right, so I, I think we hit everything we need to on these things, right? And we can we can go uh, we can go back to the very beginning of our uh, <laughs> of our show and talk about uh, Damon's yeah. trip. We want oh to hear all about your trip. We know you had a you were taking notes and I have sending notes. us messages and meeting I, fans and going on rides with people and oh my goodness, it's just funny. I have three pages of notes. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I tried to do that this time so I would have a better understanding because it has been a little while and there, there are definitely some things that I've forgotten about, unfortunately. Um, the, the, the one thing I do want to say, though, and, and this is unfortunate that I, I even have to go there, but, you know, there were a lot of people complaining about the electric, you know, vehicles for the handicap and the DAS passes there. And I, I just want to say, you know, it's just unfortunate. Um, I, I was privy to a conversation on the bus where people were complaining about a fellow who had, you know, gotten off his wheelchair um, the electric ride vehicle and was kind of helping the bus driver strap it in. And they thought that that was the most ridiculous thing ever. You know, it is not always something that you can see. And I just want people to be mindful of that. I, I never have a problem. Yes. Sometimes it stinks waiting for them. I get it. But at the end of the day, you never know what somebody's going through. And I just, I, I think that was the one thing for me. And, you know, it was unfortunate. It was on the first day. So, you know, we got past it. But, you know, I think people just need to understand a little bit better about that. And I think it's just something worth mentioning um, can, when you can. Can I add to that a of little bit? Can. Um, of course you can. So we have our own story where um, we actually ran into a couple, not on this trip, but on the last trip, 
that, uh, that the wife had uh, an ECV and she was, uh, she was younger than us. Like she was in her twenties. And when we, when we actually sat and talked with her about it, you know, she looked fine. Um, but it turned out that she had seizures and the reason she had the ECV was because, you know, most of the time she'd be okay. But if she had a seizure, she didn't want to be in a position where, you know, she's falling down in the middle of Disney and, and hurting herself. So even though, most of the time she was fine. And, and she said, you know, she got those looks a lot of the time. There was something underneath that was, you know, pretty darn serious. So you're right. You know, it be aware that, you know, it's not always obvious why these people have those things. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's really unfortunate because they're, you know, there, there probably are, you know, a couple of people out there that take advantage of the system. And that's why some people are skeptical, but it's, it's, you know, most of the time, and just because somebody can get off the chair for a couple seconds doesn't mean that they, or they can be off it for, you know, an hour or t- the 10 hours you're at a Disney park, you know? Of course. It's, like, yeah. I, and my, my mom's disabled and we go through that a lot too, right? Like, so sometimes she'll actually need to walk. So it's very difficult to try to explain that to somebody. Yes, she needs that vehicle. You know, she's has some major problems, but every once in a while she'll also need to walk. So it, it becomes difficult. But again, I, I don't want to sad my trip because I did have a great trip, but I just, I think that's something that we should definitely, you know, be aware of. And, and, you know, if people could do a better job, I think it would be great to keep everyone's spirits up at Disney. So anyway, getting to the good stuff, the Skyliner, I loved it. It's great, right? Yes. Like, I loved it. Like, I can't even say how much I loved it. And the first day we just rode it just to ride it. Like we went to Epcot on Thanksgiving and we, we rode it. We went to, we took the bus to Hollywood studios just so we could ride it. And I, I, there's nothing bad to say about it. It was great. It was fast. It was awesome. I, so I, I just, you didn't have to do a solo because I remember you said you might have had to do it solo because nobody else wanted to do it, but uh, they weren't. Your party did it, and they liked no, it. No, so it was they the other people we travel with were not there yet. They came the day they came late Thanksgiving Day, so we did not see them till the day after Thanksgiving. So we did that by ourselves, but it was great. Like I said, we had a really fun time. We you know rode by ourselves. There's five of us. We rode it a few times during the trip, but the first time was really nice. And and I can't say enough about how comfortable it was. And, and we had phenomenal weather. This is funny. We talked about it. It was in the eighties when we were there, which, and it didn't rain. It was absolutely unheard of. It was absolutely wonderful. So that was one thing. The other thing that we had kind of went back and forth about was getting a photo pass, which we ended up doing. And I would also mention that, you know, I know people don't necessarily always like to spend the money on photo pass, but we got one phenomenal picture that I'll probably have for, you know, put up in the house with me, you know, and the kids and and my wife, probably for the rest of our lives. And and I think that when you start to factor that into the price, you know, maybe not every trip you're going to get that, but really having just one of them that you enjoy that picture so much, like think about 10 years from now, 20 years from now, like that money's irrelevant you know, in terms of that picture. So I think it's just something that everyone should kind of take into account as they, you know, go through that, that, you know, you'll get that picture and maybe it doesn't mean $200 to you right now. I guarantee you when you're an empty nester, it will mean $200 to you. So keep that in mind as well. Like I said, we got some great pictures, great pictures, like some pictures that are just, I I just absolutely love. Okay. So this trip was far different for us. I did not get up early, not one day. I think the earliest we went to the park was like 11. 
Whoa. And yeah. Oh, that's like really late. That's a, that was like my last trip with my family going super late. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was absolutely great. And you know, we stayed up for a lot of the late shows and things like that. I'm just like all over the place here. I don't necessarily know exactly what I want to talk about. So I'm just going down my list and I apologize, uh, for just kind of being all over the place. The only other thing I would mention in terms of, you know, being at the park during flu season, the cough etiquette was horrible. Like, it was horrible. <laughs> like, there was literally a lady that I felt like she coughed in my face. Like, maybe she didn't, but, like, it felt that way. And I was like, wow, really? I think there should be signs, like, of people coughing into their elbow. Like, they should have them around Disney. I told you one time I was in Magic Kingdom and someone sneezed directly in my face, like, where I felt the moisture <laughs> on my face. Yeah. And I got sick, oh. like, hours later. Yeah. There was a lot of that there. So let's talk about, I guess, the people that I met, because I, I met somebody the, the first night. Um, so I thought that was actually very interesting. So I obviously will not use people's last names because I, I feel bad, you know, just in case they don't want it out there. And I don't know if Tom ever even sent Catherine a hat. We, we owe Catherine a hat. It's on her. That's what I. That's what I like. So it will get met, there. I listen. I I eventually send out hats to everybody that should. That's have hats. true. I just have. They, they may have yet. offset microphones, but they they get their hats. So it was funny. So the <laughs> the first night we ended up going to Disney Springs because we did not have park tickets, and Catherine was there. She was eating at, at uh, Chef Arts, and we were at Morimoto's because where else would I be? And I got to meet her, her husband. Uh, he, he's actually in the. I think was in the Coast Guard. So. Thank you for your service. And they were very nice. Uh, we spoke to them for a few minutes. It was me and my boys because my wife was in line at the outside eating area Morimoto's because I think the inside was like an hour 45 wait, which we obviously weren't going to do. But it was very nice to meet them. It was great. That was our first meet of the trip. And then I'll just go through the meets at this point. Uh, we met another Catherine at uh, – was that World of Mickey? Is that the one at Disney Springs? The big store, uh, World of Disney, World of, Di- World of Disney, yeah, yes, World of Disney. Disney. So I did met you do her the there. Void, by the way, or again, or did you not do? Yes, it? I have an interesting story about the Void. By the oh, way. good. good. Um, so yeah, so we met her there, and she was shopping. Got to meet her husband. Her husband has a podcast. Uh, she can she can post about it underneath this. I forget what it was, but it's about like television shows and stuff like that. I forget the name of it. I apologize, but you know, it was nice to kind of speak with him and kind of shoot the breeze about podcasting. And she was, gosh, she had a lot of shopping bags. <laughs> goodness she had a lot of shopping bags she's a disney shopper let's just put it that way they were again very nice i had hats at that point that was very good but i'll tell you i i met steve and his family and yeah it was great we we got to ride with them on the safari so we were in animal kingdom and we met up and we both had fast passes for the safari so we ended up going onto the safari you know together and they had um daughters. And I tell you, this is what I say about Steve and his family. They were phenomenal. I I would go on vacation with them. Like I would legitimately like go on vacation with them as a family. They were so nice. We actually saw them over at Rafiki's as well at the the drawing. It was, this was a funny story. So we're over, uh, we take the train over to Rafiki's and we're late because gosh, why are we not late? Right? So we're late. And what ends up happening is, is that the, the drawing had already started. So we had to wait for the next one, but our fast passes were done. So what ended up happening was, is that they put us on the list for the VIP list. So they call all the VIPs over and then we get to go in. And it was funny because everyone's like looking over, like, 
who are they? Like, why, why are they in the VIP line? Like, what's that about? Like, cause again, it was just because the guy was nice enough to let us, you know, get in as fast passes the next time, cause the other ones had expired. It. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny though. That was fun. But yeah, like I said, it was great meeting everybody. Steve's family is phenomenal. Like, so we talked to them for a while, uh, you know, on the ride and, you know, there was a stoppage during the safari as well. I think there was a rhino or something in the, in the road. So it was, it was really fun. Steve and his family were phenomenal. It was really fun. Like I said, going on the ride with them and I appreciated meeting everyone. Everyone was so very nice. So thank you to everyone. That was always great. So you want to ask me about the void. I'll, I'll jump over here a little bit and I'll, I'll talk about the void a little bit. So what ended up happening was, is the five of us and my daughter wanted to go. So we had done the, the Christmas tree, um, what is that? The, the Christmas tree, tree trail. trail. Yeah. So we had done the Christmas tree trail right before going to the void, which is great because it was mobbed the rest of the time that we were there. So this is the day before Thanksgiving. So we go into the void. We do Wreck-It Ralph because my daughter wanted to do it. And she was more obviously a fan of Wreck-It Ralph than Star Wars. So they split us up because there's five of us and it's four people normally. So me, my daughter, my wife go because my boys are my boys and they just want to go by themselves. Fine, whatever. So we finish up and we get out. 20 minutes go by. Hmm, no kids. Okay. Half an hour goes by. No kids. So we go up and we're like, look, you know, where are our kids? Oh, you know, they're in right now. So, you know, how long is that? Oh, 15 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes later, go back up. Now, like I'm a little, I'm a little bent, right? So I go, you know, where are my kids at? Right. And my kids are 15 and 13. They're not 22 and, you know, 28. You know, where are my kids at? You know, oh, well, you know, no, now I need the manager. So get the manager over. I'm like, look, where are my kids? Like, you know, and oh, let me go check. They're, they're in, they're in right now. Okay. Why? Like, why are they in right now? Like, so, cause what happened was is my son had texted me and said, yo, we're still not in. They're still letting people in front of us. Now, again, I, th- whoever this lady was, I have to thank her. There's a lady in line with my kids that was like telling the cast, well, they're not, I'm not going to call them cast members. They're telling the void people there, Hey, why are these boys still sitting here? So they finally get them in. But the whole point was, is look, when I came up to you the first time, you should have gone back and checked. You didn't. You just told me 15 minutes that they were in, which they were not. And then when I come back and ask you, you know, what's going on? Like, it was just a little bit of a travesty because I was upset about it. So I will say, though, that the the, the, the first thing the manager does, oh, you know, let me check in. So I kind of said to her, and she's trying to explain, you know, well, they let two Star Wars groups in for one Wreck-It Ralph. I said, okay. But I can do math. And if they're 15 minutes each, that would be 45 minutes. It's now over an hour. So what happened? Well, what happened was, is there was a huge group of Star Wars people that all went in together. There was like 20 of them. But that doesn't mean that you split up our group, right? Like there are two kids and, and, you know, she finally admitted that, yes, we probably shouldn't have split up your kids into a different section. The long and short of it was they gave us a free photo, which I thought was nice, and then gave us free five passes. So we do have five passes to the void for free. Nice. So you didn't immediately use them again, though. You're just no, I did not. I I, again, it was it was definitely a frustrating experience. 
Um, I, I, you know, they handled it the best they could. I was just a little upset about, you know, don't tell me they're in when they're not in. That's the first thing. And two, you know, you don't split two kids under 18 that far away from their parents. So how was, no. how was the record Ralph version? Okay. So yes, it was, it was fun. I mean, it's, it's literally the same right thing. So yeah. again, it, it's, you know, the fire of the lo- a volcano is the fire in the kitchen. But it was fun. It was definitely fun. My daughter had a fun time, but it was definitely harder. There's this one like 3D space invaders thing that you have to do, which was kind of hard. Um, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. It was definitely fun. So that was good. I would, uh, I would definitely do that if you have younger kids rather than the Star Wars one. It was fun. You get to shoot like cupcakes and pancakes, I think. Out yeah, of the guns, cupcakes like, and pancakes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool though. So let's see on my my notes here. So the the buses have chargers now. I don't know if you guys if they were in when you were there. I, the USB we chargers. Talked about it on an episode, but maybe I, maybe it was when you weren't on. No, okay. Yeah, so I, yeah, I got one bus that had the chargers in it. I just sure. feel like that's like that's a weird like I don't want to plug my stuff into weird stuff. There's right, that. it's actually what we talked about on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you must no. have not been here for that one. I, I definitely w- was not there. So let me see what else I went on. Oh, so so here's here's a tip. I did not bring enough socks. I would say, <laughs> really? Um, yeah, I don't know why, but I definitely needed more socks and different kinds of socks. What ended up happening was, is I usually wear like athletic cutoff socks. Um, not realizing that when you do that much walking, they just didn't feel as good on my feet. So I had to go like with some longer socks the next day. I, I just didn't have enough socks. So let's see. So in order, that was day one, kind of, we did the void, we did Disney Springs. So the next day was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is boring at Disney. Like there's really? nothing going on because here's the interesting part of Thanksgiving is that Santa doesn't come to the day after Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah. The holiday festival does not start at Epcot until the day after Thanksgiving. Everything starts the next day. So Thanksgiving was truly boring. I, I'm going to tell Dead you. Dead zone. Like an in-between. It really was in-between. And because there was no like festival food either, it was like I – we just ate regular food during Epcot and it was like, well, okay. Like that. that's kind of what it was. So – I feel like the place to be on, on Thanksgiving is Liberty Tree in. Dude, it's so expensive though. Yeah. No, it's, it's good though. And, it's- and, yeah, but here's the thing. So if you wait a day, there is all sorts of really good food at the festival. One of those things being a turkey, um, a turkey thing. So that was, that was kind of cool. So I, I talk about that because we ended up going back because of that. I was like, Oh my goodness, this, that, and the other thing. Like, no, there's no good food there. So let's see. It was, like I said, I had some notes about sleeping in, which was great. Obviously the lights at the parks. I had, I, it's funny. I even mentioned to my wife, I go, wow, I haven't been to Disney in the dark in years. Oh, years. So much more magical. I feel like at nighttime with all yeah. the lights and everything, right? Well, and you double yes. down on Christmas too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And then Christmas too. Yeah. It's even better. Yes. So, so here's an interesting button story as well. I just had a lot of like interesting stories. So here's my interesting button story. So my son, um, his birthday was the third. We ended up leaving on the second. So he would not wear the button, but my wife had it on her backpack. But my friend who was there for her birthday, you know, and I, I was very adamant about her only wearing her button on her birthday. What was interesting was, is that her button broke. So she had to go down and get a new one at the front desk because they were at Animal Kingdom. And what happened was 
the person at the front desk said, oh, is it actually your birthday today? And because of the fact that I was giving her such a hard time, she's like, I would like to tell you yes, but it was not. She's like, I'm just riding the birthday wave. She's like, my birthday was yesterday. And and the person goes, well, you know what? For you telling the truth, he's like, here's three fast passes. Whoa. Yep. So they had three. That's a welcome home listener right there. That's a cast member that listens to the show, Damon. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was really great. So she got three free fast passes. Now, they only used two of them because we were at Magic Kingdom that day. And really, there's not a super ton to fast pass at Magic Kingdom. And it was the day that we were also going to the party. So, But they were able to ride two rides. We did the Jungle Cruise that day. Um, which was mm-hmm. fun with the Christmas stuff, right? We enjoyed that. And then we did the party at, at night. Gosh, I'm trying to mix up my days. No, we did not. That I, I'm, I'm mixing this all up. But let's just say the day we did the Jungle Cruise, we did uh, also did the, the party. So the one thing I want to mention before the party is, is though I really loved, what is it, Jingle Bam, whatever, at Hollywood Studios. Jingle, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, is that it? Yeah, whatever that one is. That was really awesome at Hollywood Studios, I have to say. Trevor, did you get to see that or no? Uh, no, cause, uh, the day at Hollywood studios was actually the day that we ended up cutting ours off early because my son was running out of steam. So oh, yeah, we didn't stay into the evening, unfortunately. Gotcha. That was a really great show. So I, I would have to say that I really enjoyed that show an awful lot. So again, so back to the party, I enjoyed the party a lot. We did not get crazy with getting pictures. We got some pictures of, I think, let's see, Mickey, Minnie, and Donald in the circus tent, I think, during the party. But other than that, we just kind of rode rides. I really liked Space Mountain. I thought it was great. (laughs) I thought it was great. Okay. Could could you see for about 20 minutes after you got off, or did you have the dots in front of your eyes, too? Um, I I don't think they lasted that long, but yes, it was... uh, For me, it was a good 20 minutes. I couldn't... Like, I, I kept seeing the flashing dots in front of my eyes. <laughs> okay. I, I really, really like that, though. Everyone, and even my daughter, who's not a huge uh, Space Mountain fan, still enjoyed that. So I thought that was, I thought that was definitely great. Let's see. So I, gosh, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about so, eating. Cause wait, I think Damon, that, did you actually yeah. watch the fi- a fireworks show too? Did you actually see it or no? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was pretty I'll cool. The, the, the projections on the castle were my favorite, I would say. They're amazing. I, I love the projections. Yeah, I thought that they were really good for the the Christmas show. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I I really did enjoy it. I, you know, I, do I need to do it again anytime soon? Probably not. But it was it was definitely worth it to do it once and again. I would say that I really did like the the prep and landing one over at the. At Hollywood Studios as well. But, but I want to talk about the food because that's really like the big thing for, for me that I really, really enjoyed. So we went back to Epcot by ourselves because our friends only did the, let's see, they did the one park a day thing rather than. Oh, they didn't do hoppers. They didn't do hoppers. And I get it because they were doing. Um, you know, they had kind of planned just one a day. Now I wanted to go to Epcot and I, I didn't care. So we ended up going back to do the food because I, I felt like I had to do it because, you know, I'm all about food. So what we ended up doing was, is we spent that day just eating lunch at Epcot, going around eating the different food. And let me just give you my thoughts on, on that. 
gosh, there was some really good food there. It was expensive, though. That's the only thing I would say is that it was definitely expensive because you end up, you know, you end up having to buy so, so much stuff because it's kind of, you know, small. So that was the only downside. I probably spent as much going through Epcot and eating as I would have spent on a true sit down meal somewhere and probably an expensive sit down meal. I would say between the five of us, I was probably close to $200. I'd say that's probably about the number, but there, even if it's the same though, at least you get like a variety, right? Like you get a bunch of different kind of stuff, right? It was. So let me just, how to straight up go down the list of, of stuff that we ate. Cause it was, it was so good. So when we were over in, let's see, this was, we did the, the, the log. So it was the chocolate Christmas log. That was awesome. Um, in America, we did the slow roasted turkey with stuffing. That's what I was telling you. So we did that. We did two of those because that was kind of like our Thanksgiving dinner. And that was in America. That was, that was super duper awesome. We also then did, let's see what I had here. We did in Bavaria, um, we did the cheese fondue, which was also very good. That sounds we, good. The Linzer cookie. We did not do all of the cookies because we were a little cookied out from the holiday party, which I will say the cookies were actually very good at the holiday party, gingerbread in particular. So you didn't do the cookie trail that, uh, we did some of them. So like we did the Linzer cookie and, but we did three or four of them. We did not do all of them. Um, let's see what else we actually had at the Feast of Three Kings. Oh, the Trace Leches rice pudding with pumpkin seeds. <laughs> Thumbs up. That was so good. So good. We did a queso there as well. We did a, a, a matcha creme brulee over, I guess, was that in Japan? That was really, really good as well. Uh, let's see. I'm kind of just going down the list here. Th- there were so many good things to eat. We did a black and white cookie. We did, let's see. Gotta have the black and white cookie. That's the, oh, these, it, this was in the Shanghai holiday kitchen. They were these street fries. Oh my goodness. They were so good. I, I don't want to mispronounce this. It's like, Chengdu street fries. Oh gosh, they were phenomenal. What were they? Like what was on? Like they were like like a little bit of spicy. Like I, I don't even know. They were just spicy and they were really good. We did some, you know, Mongolian beef bao, and there was also a celebration barbecue pork with steamed rice. Like because you know I like all the the Asian food so good. We did that. There was we did some pizza, some flatbread pizza over in Italy, which was. Gosh, there was one that had some sort of, it had like braised, braised beef tenderloin. Uh, my son really enjoyed that. There was just, gosh, there was just a lot of really, really, really good food. And, you know, we've been to food and wine. This was still really good. Like maybe there's a few less items, but it was still well worth it. And I think it's something that's a little, you know, people don't think about when they're going there for the holiday season. Again, our friends decided they were skipping Epcot altogether. Don't skip. That's crazy talk. Don't skip. Like the food there is on point. The other things that we did food wise, there was some pine cone at the Starbucks. Oh, I've seen pictures of that. That's like a super Instagrammable thing. Oh my goodness. It was so good. That was so good. It was so good. That was my favorite thing that I ate there was that. 
it was that good. And then we also did one of the Dole Whips. We did the cherry pistachio with frozen hot chocolate at the Dole Whip place. Ooh, how was that? It was really good. That was really good as well. And then we did a few of the different things at, um, was it the commissary? Is that in Hollywood studios? Yeah. Right. Yeah. ABC yeah, commissary. Was, yeah. Yeah. They had, they had some, some special things there and then there was a special pretzel at one of the other places. So we really did a lot of food, but I would say that there's so many different things at each one of the parks, but Epcot and Hollywood studios really had some really great food. And that's a lot of what we did. It was super enjoyable. But gosh, I still have so many things. Let's see. That's, you said you need an hour, and we're, you still got some time on that hour. So I, I do feel like I, I needed an hour. So we ate at Chef Arts. My son spilled water twice. That was only the begin. <laughs> that was that was only the beginning of it. So he spilled water twice, and that was that was fine. It was again that food to me is just whatever, right? Like. And we were also going with our friends that were on the dining plan. So I'm just going to break out all the food here because at this point I, I might as well just talk about all the food. My son also spilled water at the Polynesian when we were going there for lunch. So um, it's just, he's just got a problem with spilling water. Is that, uh, I feel like know? all boys do at that age. Like I felt like I did as well. We also went to the fifties diner. <sighs> Have you never been there? No. Didn't um, care for it. It sounds like you didn't care for it. The service was slow. Like, it was fun. Like, listen, it's oh, really? funny. Like, so it's funny, like, for them to be funny, but not at the, not like we were like, it was late. And I'm like, dude, just like, it does not take that long to bring out the, like, my friends, like I said, since they were on the dining plan, they had got the desserts, but like, you know, you're not making the desserts. Why is it 15 minutes to bring out desserts? And like the refills, like the situation was just like, you know, she's trying to be funny, but like, Dude, at the end of the day, refills are refills, right? So, like, it was okay. The food was good. I had the turkey there as well, which I have to say was really good. But the service, while funny, was not good. Just too slow. Like, I spent way too much time in there, and I didn't care for that part of it. Hmm. That's really interesting, because I've never had... Like, they've always been fast for me. So, yeah, it sounds like it's just a... And maybe it's definitely a, a one-off. Yeah, I mean, it definitely may have been a one-off, and that was fine. Like I said, the food was good, so it wasn't like a, a you know a super complaint. Did you have we, a funny like was was your waiter slash waitress funny? Because I've had some before that are less into it, but the the one we no had last she time was, was really into it. She was so into it, it was almost like too much. Like I mean, like she was like mad about the phones, like mad, mad, mad. <laughs> like she was like, "Yo, I'm not bringing you a drink until you put away that phone." Or that walkie-talkie, right? Yeah, that's what they call it. The walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you better put that in. And, like, she really didn't bring him – like, it wasn't me. It was my friend. She really did not bring him a refill. And I was like, okay. Like, this is what we're doing here. So that was – it was fun. Like, but it was – again, I think it was just because it was so long. I had a milkshake there, which was the peanut butter and jelly milkshake, which was very good as well. I uh, – like I said, I <laughs> I ate an awful lot of food. I actually lost seven pounds before I went there. Just because I knew I'd be eating a lot of food. <laughs> just, just so you could gain it back again, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Actually, I didn't gain it back because we just did so much walking. It was, yeah. you know, you don't realize how much walking that is. So that was, like I said, that was interesting. I'm trying to think about where else we ate that was, you know, we always go, what's the place in the Italian place in Hollywood studios? Mama Melrose. Yeah. We went there twice, uh, 
once. Yeah, once. I, it's fine for me. Like I yeah, said, it's I agree it's fine. with it. It's it's fine food. It's it's good. It's just it's not like a place that you have to go to. Yep, we had pizza at your pizza place. You know, when we were in Epcot that first day. Oh, you went to Via Napoli? Yeah, yeah. It was good, right? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we also went to the PhotoPass area in Disney Springs. Oh, Remember we had talked like about that. You can do like different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting as well. And it's they get some pretty good shots there. So it was it was fun. We got a lot of pictures in front of the you know the trees as well during the park. I mean, you know, again, we're always at like 400 photos and things like that. Uh, let's see. Slinky dog. It was okay. Actually, the saucers were more fun than I thought. I was definitely wanted to be down on the saucers, but the saucers were pretty good. There, I, I agree with that because I remember looking at them and I was like, Oh, these are not like your typical, like they like switch s- spaces. Like, yeah, you know, it's a figure eight track. Yeah. And they were a little bit harder push to the outside than I thought they would be. You know what yeah. I mean? I, like I a, like, a, like an old whip ride, you know, like. Yes. You, what was that know. thing called? I forget the name of that, but yes, I, I the, whip. the one that the silver <laughs> one that has the, the eagle on, like the, the picture of like the phoenix or the eagle or something on it. Well, I mean, I know, I know it was written. Like, the some of them are called the whip, but I know yeah. different parks have different names for them too. So, but yeah, that was definitely, like I said, I enjoyed the sausage lots. Thank you, Doc, was okay. Better than you thought though, right? No. <laughs> it slinks a little the, bit. The, I know the, you really wanted it to slink, but you know. Oh, I don't think it slinks at all. The tail was no. back on though. So the fact that the tail was back on made me the happiest, to be honest with you. Uh, but it was, it was just okay. Like I've ridden rides like that that are better. Like, you know, it, it's a dumbed down version of, of lightning rod. So it's okay. That again, that area was tough. As I kind of stated before, it was a little too packed because everyone's there. Like an even, you know, even with Star Wars, everyone was still there. It was jammied up there. So there, there's no doubt about that. I, think I, that's the hard thing about it is that for as busy as the land is, the, the rides don't. They need one more yeah. ride or it needs to be wider. It's just, it's, it's very skinny. It's a very skinny area because with the way you have the, the both, the both turns. So, right. It's like this weird thing where like you're in the skinny area in the beginning because they have that photo op. And then over to the right is like, if you're going that way over to the right is that skinny area. And then you're at slinky dog and then rider swap is like in the middle of la la land there. And that makes it even worse. And then you're down this other skinny path where there's photo ops on sides and then eating places to get to saucers. Like it's, it's not wide enough. It's never wide. That's what I didn't care for. I, I thought the land was fine, but it was just so packed. It was uncomfortable. Even where other areas might have had as many people, they just don't feel as packed as that little area does. Yeah, I can see that. So Star Wars, I guess that's the other thing to talk about. <laughs> I enjoyed the ride more than I thought, and I was an engineer. I actually liked that role. I thought it was kind of fun. I don't know. Um, what do you think of like the queue going into it though, too? Because I, I think the whole thing is pretty cool. It's cool. Somebody threw up in it. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, in the ride or in the queue? In the queue. Oh, <laughs> like 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 where the the where the chess table is and everything. No, no, before that. Oh, before okay. That. Thank goodness before that. But it was like a travesty because, like, you know, the queue's not wide. <laughs> you you yeah. know what I mean? No. Like, it's not wide. Um, it's good. This is what I'm going to say about Star Wars. And like I said, the ride I thought was enjoyable. I, I could ride it a few times. My kids were pilots. Again, we had our 
a group with, you know, they just put a single rider with us because there's five of us. Um, it, it's, it's okay. And it was fun, but the land to me is very concretey. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things that are molded out of concrete and then painted rather than kind of done. If you kind of know what I'm saying though, like, I mean, while you may or may not agree, you, you kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at though. It, it doesn't feel as organic as you want it to for being like, uh, like Pandora a, feels yeah. organic. Yeah. Even though Pandora is very concrete as well, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it presents I think because better. of the, uh, because of the plants. It kind of presents better. So you want, can't, you want more plants. It's like you, you there. Yeah. The cantina was okay. Um, I, I thought it, well, it's not what I expected. Like you can't do anything. Like you sit there, you drink you your drink drinks meat. and there's nothing going on. The only thing is they did one like bar song. Like, you know, that was it. Like, it's not like I saw aliens and the, the, the animatronic robots is stupid. Like it, I didn't care for that at all. Um, we, the, the drinks that we had were fine. Expensive, but fine. And the milks, the green milk is disgusting. It tastes like you're <laughs> eating a flower from Pandora. And the blue milk's okay. <laughs> I heard the blue milk's the one to go with, but yeah. yeah, the green milk's nasty. Like no one even wanted it. Like I, I like no one even wants that. Like I'll throw it that looks away. radioactive. <laughs> I, I drank it because nobody else would. I didn't yeah. find it was awful, but yeah, it was. Yeah, blue's better. But the cantina was just. You know, whatever. The only, the only thing that I, I didn't love is that we missed the, the one night we missed the 360 picture and they told us to come back before 530 and then we got there at 510 and they're like, no, we're shutting down. It's like, well, the lady told us to come back before 530. Oh, well, like there was literally like two people they could have just fit in, honestly. And listen, I understand that was also the same day they were doing media night. So maybe they needed the camera for something else. Uh, but I was a little disappointed in that they were not, they weren't doing media night. They were filming. I told you that I, it wasn't a commercial. It looked like it was like kind of one of the things that they would put on the station for Disney. Well, I like noticed that they were. Thing. Yeah, but, it was definitely a promo sort of thing. So they were filming that. Um, but like I said, it was enjoyable, but you know, I think ride of the resistance, rise of the resistance will be really cool. The one thing I did like about the land though, is like Ray was walking around with no handlers Chewbacca was walking, walking around with no handlers. The wandering characters are cool. Yeah. And they weren't mobbed. They were just like, Hey, there's Ray. Hey, what's up, Ray? Like, yeah. And she <laughs> just goes and talks to people. It seems like, you know, yeah, there wasn't like there was anything going on. Like it wasn't like a problem. Like yeah. no one was hounding them for pictures. No one was doing anything. They were just enjoying that part of, you know, the experience. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. We had Kylo Ren stop some kid. Right next to us, which was uh-huh. kind of weird. Like you, you just, you're right. You don't even like realize they're there. And all of a sudden these characters would just pop up. I thought it was I like the wandering yeah. stormtroopers too. That's how we, yeah. I, I like that little area where they're, um, what, what is that? They're on like, what would you call that? Where the stormtroopers go up on the metal rigging. Oh, the, like the lookout over the, yeah. Yeah. The, that- the tie fighter is. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I mean, we got some good pictures there, but you know, again, what the thing is, is, you know, what am I doing with those pictures? Like they're cool and all, but like, what am I doing with a picture with a TIE fighter? Like, am I really putting that up in my house? Ah, uh, probably not. So, <laughs> but they're cool to have. I, I think, gosh, I, I think that may do it for everything I kind of wanted to go, to go over. 
Well, Trevor was holding back his Star Wars okay. thoughts until until you came back. So I know there was, you know, I don't know if there was anything you wanted to mention, Trevor, that you left out last time. But well, okay. So Damon, did you get a chance to do any of the like go into any of the shops or do droid or lightsaber building or anything? I like didn't that? do droid or lightsaber, and I would say that maybe next time. <laughs> this is this is interesting that I would even say this, but gosh, I think I would do a lightsaber. As crazy as that sounds, droid, not so much. Like they were cool. And I liked the little areas where they had people doing the droids. But to me, I'm not doing anything with a droid when I come home. Lightsaber was pretty cool. But I, I went to the shops. The shops are pretty neat. They have some animatronics in the shops, like that one that has that like cat thing in the cage or whatever. Like that's cool. Yeah. And, the, um, uh, yeah, we saw that there's the one animatronic, like the, the hammerhead looking alien. Mm-hmm. That was moving around in there. I thought, uh, oh, yeah, that's cool. I, I honestly thought, um, I thought wandering through the shops was, was probably the most, like you saw the most interesting visuals. And I, I think, you know, kind of to your point about, you know, everything outside was like, it, it didn't have that, the same life to it, but it was like when you went in the shops, you, you did have that, that next level. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, I, I would say that that uh, shopping area was definitely pretty cool. Um, and, and yes, it definitely felt more like, alive. what's a good word? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it definitely felt more alive. Bustling? <laughs> Busy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it felt like you were on a planet. Like with the cantina didn't feel like that at all. I think those shops felt more like that than the cantina did. Very disappointed in the cantina, I'll be honest with you. You were like straight up mad about it, if I remember correctly afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty mad about it because it's expensive to boot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like what I had envisioned, truth be told, is that you're in the cantina and maybe there'd at least be a photo op. Like they're kind of like, hey, don't move around until you're ready to go. Like you get in, you sit down, you sit down with another family. Hey, that's no problem. Right. And then like we were in like the first booth, so you can't really see too much anyway. But there's then we realized there's nothing to see. Like, give, give me some aliens. Give me, like, a special character besides the the DJ. Give me something. Give me a photo op, like, you know, like you get with the Beast on the way out. Like, you know, you, it, it should be like a sit-down. Like, I don't, give me a character. Give me something. Give me something. That, you know, you saying all that makes me kind of glad that we didn't bother going in there because, yeah, that, that sounds disappointing, which is kind of sad. Definitely disappointing. Definitely disappointing. I, I think that they need to, like, here's what they could have done. Put a table... Like, nix one table and give me some character actors at that table that you can take a picture with as you're leaving. Like Greedo or someone. I don't even care who you're putting <laughs> there, right? Like, but something. And I think that would have been cool. And you're only eating up one table to do that. And then as you walk out, like, I literally got up to walk around. I was like, there's nothing here. Like, I'm out. Like, there's no reason to be in here. So it's, like I said, it, it's that part was not worth it for me. But uh, again, I could see how the droids were pretty cool. But the lightsaber thing, I I might be on board with that next time. I've I've heard from a lot of people that have done the lightsaber thing that it's like it's so well put together and staged and like there's it, like I've seen several people say they got emotional during it, you know, like that it was I could that see good. That. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, the the bum part is is that I did miss media day by a day, and that would have been pretty cool to go to. So, so other than that, so yeah, well, Trevor, I don't think we got your thoughts about Smuggler's Run even on the last episode. Well, I think you wanted to wait. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask you, Damon, what your thoughts mm-hmm. were on the uh, the Hondo animatronic because I thought I thought they knocked that out of the park. I would agree with that. 
again, I was, I was a little more impressed with the ride than I thought I would be. Um, I, I don't know why, right? Because really, like, it's still the same thing I thought it was. I think that the theming there, though, is better. I think the theming in that ride is actually better than the park. The park is big, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, did, like, did you see the little Millennium Falcon underneath the Millennium Falcon? What? Oh, hidden, yeah. There's a hidden Millennium Falcon. I've, I heard yeah. about it, but I didn't see it. It's really cool. Like that area is pretty neat, and they'll point that stuff out to you. Like people went out of their way more. So, so it was interesting though. They definitely did stay in really good character because I, one of us had to ask a question about something, and like they were in character over at that ride area. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that ride altogether. I, I, I think it was definitely fun. R- replayability. Probably six times and then I'm done. Right. Nine but that's, yeah, that sounds pr- pretty reasonable. Um, my kids were flying were horrible. Like I said, I was the one that knocked it out of the park. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know anything that I was supposed to do. I think I could have gotten a hundred, but like, I just didn't know what I was doing. And the first time it came up, I was like, Oh snap. Like that's what I'm doing. But I was you yelling at in. them from the back, like fly better. <laughs> oh yeah. I was yelling. I was yelling at them and I was like, I was killing it on mine. Like those buttons lit up. They were knocked down in a half a second. All of them. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Like, and I was like all on it. So yeah, they, they were not piloting all that well. It's, it's, you know, the thing is, it's, it's actually a ride where I'm going to tell you, like, I think it's almost worth knowing a little bit. Before you get in, especially I if you're going to wait for a long time. Yeah. Because I'll say this is that I, one of my coworkers went before we did and he, he didn't spoil it, but he told me, you know, you know, here's, here's how, you know, the seats are split and everything. My son yeah. and I ended up piloting and mm-hmm. we probably did worse than your kids did. Um, be, I don't know if it's, it's possible, but okay. well, but it's it, piloting is really a lot harder than you think it is. Like it, yeah, because the the, <laughs> the shooting, my daughter just she did auto. So at, when you have auto, you're just button pushing at that point. Yeah. So, but piloting, like, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, you you need somebody because each pilot controls separate directions, so you have to have some like up and down and left and right have to be working well together. And I, I mm-hmm. guess. For anybody that's, you know, going on the ride, that's your preparation is, you know, you do want to coordinate with the rest of your, your party to make sure that, that you guys know what your roles are, because otherwise you will, you won't do well on it. (laughs) No. And I, and I specifically chose engineer because again, like I'm that dad, like, oh, you know what? You guys have the best experience you can. And I enjoyed my spot to be honest with you an awful lot. And the person that was thrown in with us was also an engineer. Yeah, you see, but for us, it was uh, me and my son piloting, and then my parents were with us. And, you know, my parents would never want to drive, so they were fine being the gunners. And then we had two um, two other people doing the engineer part. Okay. But even my parents, my parents thought it was amazing from where they were sitting. But even, you know, we were kind of yelling at them to shoot stuff because mm-hmm. <laughs> they were they were more interested in watching what was going on, didn't realize that they had to be, you know... And, and I think that's, yeah, I think that's why you have to actually do all the spots because I didn't do a lot of watching as well because I, I was very serious in my role. Like yeah. I was, I was very serious about what I needed to do. So yeah, it's, oh it, my goodness. It, it was fun though. It, it was yeah, definitely it's, fun. It's good for a couple of rides for sure. You, you definitely want to get used to it and then you'll probably enjoy it better because you're expecting 
you're expecting it, right? So yeah, yeah. Gosh, we have a lot more to talk about. We Tom, do. add time, add time. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, we should probably d- we're like way past our ad time, aren't we? Oh my gosh, we are. All right, well I'll, I'll do that really quickly then here. So uh, this is for our friends over at DVC Resale Market. Uh, DVC Resale Market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with eleven former Disney Vacation Club guides and two former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere. With uh, DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer any and all of your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days, and nearly 3,000 contracts were sold in 2018 alone. They've shattered that record this year. That's how great they are. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, a lot of our listeners have to, uh, something to do with that. Um, so if you have any uh, interest in, in talking about uh, talking to DVC Resale Market, go to their website at dvcresellmarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. Of course, most importantly, let them know that Welcome Home sent you so they know uh, where you came from and uh, that you heard about them on this show. We've heard from so many listeners that have heard... That's what I was uh, going to say, right? We just had so somebody many. recently post in the group, which I don't understand how we have, you know... Over 2,000 people that follow us and only like 400 in the group. The group's fun. But anyway, we had someone post in the group about um, actually hearing about them from us. And and here's the other interesting thing. Steve, who I, you know, rode the the safari with, he might have talked me into resale, right? So he was, he, you know, gave some very good points. He could be, he could be a salesman for them. He was, (laughs) you know, he has some resale contracts and, you know, he was talking to me about it and just kind of, you know, what I'll say is, for me, I was on the, you know, Riviera, Riviera, Riviera. And what Steve had said, you know, as long as you can get buy-in on a split stay, does it even matter? Because even if you want to go to one of those places, you still can with a resale contract. You know, maybe you just can't do your whole time there. And, you know, the more I kind of thought about that, I said, well, that's, you know, definitely interesting because you're right. If I was to go for a longer trip, why do I care if I'm split staying? And my wife was kind of like, she was kind of like, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if we were just doing you know, one split in the middle somewhere. So yeah, there you, you know, go. Right. Yeah. So it, it, you know, I have to definitely consider it some more, um, than I, than I originally thought. Yeah. And, and we have heard, I mean, from so many people, like you said, we just had a post the other day on the group that said they bought because they heard about resale market on our show. So I, I, please, it's really important that you tell us that stuff and that you tell, uh, DVC resale market that too, because we love having them as a sponsor and, uh, you know, they, they definitely value our partnership too. So, uh, again, uh, DVC resale market.com or one eight four four DVC pros. So speaking of DVC, do we want to just get into this yes. DVC news now? Yeah. 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 Let's talk Points about charts. Dun, charts dun, dun, yeah. I'm not happy about this. Well, it's funny because this is not nearly as bad as the last time they tried to do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the big thing is they've gone because previous years it was, there was five seasons and now there's seven, right? For 2021. Let's make that. Sorry. Yeah. 2020, we still got five. Yeah. So, so next year doesn't matter, but the, the following year, you're going to want to look at weeks that you normally plan to go because they have shifted things around. And really, there, there's only uh, a couple of weeks in September that are like the low, low season at this point. So yeah, no, exactly. 
I think it's kind of good that they split it out into seven seasons. And they actually explained this in the DVC condo association meeting. Um, but I mean, I, I think this is obvious what the reason why they're doing this is so they can try to make more availability where they want it. It's the same reason why they make the tickets more expensive some, during some times of the year and, you know, more cheaper during other times. They're trying to affect guest behavior, right? So. Yeah. And it's funny because now that I've gone during, you know, the Thanksgiving slash Christmas season where the points are going to go up, I'm like, Oh, I kind of like going at this time. And then I looked like I was thinking to myself, you know, what would be really awesome is to go like the day after Christmas. And then I looked at the points. I was like, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no it wouldn't. <laughs> too I'd be many, like triple the way points. Too many points. <laughs> yeah. But that's the idea, right? They're trying to deter people from doing that. So, yeah, I don't like that though. Let me go once first. Maybe I have to go in 2020 before everything. But that, that, that is definitely like I looked at the numbers was like, yeah, I can't do that. I'll need like three resale contracts. Yeah. And it definitely like I always start looking at it and my wife and I've already started talking about 2021. And, uh, the struggle of course is that they, they want to really push, um, the low parts of the, or low seasons, like, you know, times when the kids are in school and stuff like that. And for us, like by that point, um, our son's going to be getting into, you know, junior high and, uh, it's going to be harder to pull him out of school for, for those kinds of things. So it's, uh, it is. It gets tougher, yeah. Trevor. Yeah, it, it it makes it hard to to you know really decide. Do when is the best time to go? Like like, do you just accept that well, you don't get to do as many days? Or yeah, I and, I don't know on that one. <laughs> what I will say is again, since I'm, I'm the oldest of this group, well, or not even that, I'm have the oldest kids of this group, right? So currently, I have one in high school, one in middle school, and one in what is it, elementary school, I guess as you would call it, and. What I found that this time the the problem ends up being is, you know, Disney, you kind of have to plan in advance and that's a problem. Like if you were to do some last minute trips, it's a different story when the kids are in high school. So what I'll tell you is what I found very interesting. Our, our kids down here are not in this thing where you get, you know, one class for the whole year, you get one class for half of the year. So like you have math, just half of the year, English, the, just the half semester system, right? Yep. So what ends up happening is, is that if you miss, you're missing a lot, a lot of time. So he missed two days of school. But what ended up being interesting is that this is his easy semester. His next semester is the one with math and with chemistry. So this semester had a lot of his electives, like he has cooking. Okay, right? You miss two days of cooking. Well, they'll teach you how to, you know, bake a cake or whatever the case may be in that class. So it, it wasn't so bad. So we just locked out where he was actually concerned about it when we told him when we were originally going. You know, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I can miss that much school, but it lucked out for him. But that's the problem, you know, as you get into the high schools and stuff is that, you know, maybe it won't be bad, but maybe it will. But you don't know 11 months out. That's for darn sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. You know, looking a year or two years out, it's so hard to say, you know, oh, I'm definitely going to go, you know, March or I'm going to go May or whatever. Like it's, I, I can't. I'm, we're in the same boat where I like, he's not even in high school yet. And I'm going, well, I don't want to hurt his schooling. So how do we plan these trips? And maybe well, it's just, you got to suck it up and say, yeah, I'm going over spring break and it's not going to be, you know, you know, there may be a couple of years in there where you're just not doing the trips that you necessarily want to do. Well, and, and what's interesting is that I always thought the trips that I wanted to do were going on the most rides. 
And gosh, it was sure as heck nice sleeping in and not worrying about what I was doing and then eating as much food as I wanted, right? Like there, there was, you know, try to do different types of trips because what I thought I didn't want was actually nice, right? Like it was definitely nice being up a little later, doing like some things out, but also then being able to sleep in, not being like, oh gosh, like I have to be up at seven o'clock because I got to go here. I got to go there. You know, it's not so bad staying up late if you can sleep in. And I think that's what I, I found very interesting for me is, you know, doing that sort of trip. So I, I would agree with you, Trevor, like you know, the problem with what happens is as they get a little bit older, depending on what they're in, like be it sports, marching band, like I'm kind of stuck now because I can't do August either because, you know, my, my, my son plays soccer, right? And they're already practicing and having tournaments for high school at that time. And you can't miss, as you want to talk about missing classes, you better not miss a high school sporting event. Like that's, that's almost just as bad, if not worse. So we're very limited because it used to be my son was off of swimming. My other son was off of swimming in August. So we'd always go in August. It worked out great until my other son started playing soccer for the high school and then can't go away in August. So like we have to go like in June, like right when June. Like legitimately right when June school is out, that's when we have to go. This time worked out okay, but my son had a a travel meet for swimming right when we got back. And, you know, that was tough then because he's out of practice for a week. And then swimming is not like other sports. Um, I don't know if it's like running or anything, but like you miss a week, like that's a lot, especially yeah, it, before meet. You you have to stay very much on top of it, right? So what we ended up doing at Saratoga was – is we, the boys ended up working out every night, um, which was good. Like they enjoyed doing that at Disney. So my wife would just go with them. Cause I think you have to have an adult there. Um, so she, she definitely went the first time. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but outside of that, it was, it was definitely interesting for, uh, for them to come back to that. So Trevor, I definitely feel your pain, but you know, I don't think it matters until high school. That's what I'm going to tell you. And, and and that's fair. It's just, like I said, as far as, you know, planning DVC goes, it, it's, yes. it's a weird balance. Like I, you know, I don't want to disrupt my life because of it, but of course DVC is changing things. So we do have yes. to kind of figure out where it sits in our, in our priorities. And, right. <laughs> and our people that we travel with, the, the wife said that she'll never travel in the summer again. She said the weather was absolutely great. But you know, the problem is, is that we also had such a good week of weather that yeah. it was almost unreal. Yeah. Like, you you you're the same probably not going to get that again. Yeah. Same with us. You know, we, had, we didn't have any rain the week we were there, which is like, that's a miracle. Yeah. So. Where it's like it's 80 <laughs> and then the low is what? The low is maybe like, I think 50 or 60. Yeah. I was going to say like 60 something. Yeah. Which was nothing. Like that was great. Like the other thing is that we forgot our ponchos. No big deal. Right. But we also, the kids were getting like a little like sniffles on the way down. So we stopped at Walmart and bought a whole bunch of cough medicine and cold medicine. And then they never got sick because that's how things work. Right. That's how the way yeah. you have to do it. You have to keep um, it so that they don't get sick. Yes. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's funny. I had two, again, if you're done, Trevor, I'm sorry to interrupt. I had two other stories that I totally forgot about. Um, so the one was, is <laughs> our friends probably don't, don't even want us to talk about this, but they had, um, the, the wife dyes her hair. And she must have not really rinsed it all that well. So like they literally turned and she's dyes it red. They literally turned the Jetta tub at Animal Kingdom pink. <laughs> but, but here is a very, very That's funny. interesting story. So we go to Disney Springs with them 
and we actually did a lot of shopping. We it was it was very nice actually. For, we bought my son some stuff for his birthday while we were in Disney Springs, and the prices are really not half bad there. I'm going to tell you, they're not bad at all in comparison just to regular shopping. So we were at Disney Springs. Now there was a police dog out, and he was off to the side, and we were you know on our way to kind of walk by them. But he must have been showing another family about like the dog and you know how it was doing work, and he was kind of playing with it and stuff like that. So. My friend, you know, the, the, the wife, she decides to, to touch the tail for some reason. Now she has this thing where she kind of like boops the ends of dogs tails, like a high five. I, I don't know. Just that's what she does, I guess. But what it looked like was, is that she walked by and grabbed the dog's tail. Oh no. I have never, I, I thought she was going to get arrested. Actually, it was very interesting, but the, the police officer gave her probably one of the nastiest looks I have ever seen in my wow. life. And we we made a joke about it, right? Because she was not doing that. That's not what she was doing. She was high-fiving the tail. But just the way it looked from the angle, it looked like she pulled the dog's tail. So we were like, yep, you can't do that to dog's tails. Like, we were like, she she was she was calling it like booping the dog's tail, like, you know, high-fiving it. Yeah, yeah. So when she was in Animal Kingdom, what's the, the dog's name from Up? Uh, Doug. Uh, Doug. Doug. So she did that to Doug, like, when she saw Pluto, like, she was moving <laughs> all the dog's tails at Disney. It was actually very funny, but, oh gosh, this police officer was, was not happy not at pleased. all. And again, he didn't see what he thought he saw, but it was still like, oh boy, that was definitely interesting, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else we want to say about these point reallocation? I mean, it's not point reallocation. Let's let's make this clear. Uh, you know, we we talked about this a while ago, and I, I think it was like the most controversial conversation we ever had on this show. We got we got so many emails angry at us about the point reallocation thing we talked about the last time. Um, so it, it's not that. It's just they're they're doing more seasons and they made more subtle changes. Um, I I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I think it's good to to try to spread out demand. Yeah, and I, and I think for anybody listening, you know, go look at the point charts and, you know, you, you do just have to kind of think about how you want to plan your vacations because that will that will be a, a deciding factor, I think, going into 2021. Yeah, absolutely. It makes total sense. Um, So, you know, I, I put in a thing here about the condo association meeting. So every year for DVC, they have the DVC condo association meeting. Um, not a lot of like really interesting stuff came out of there, but there were, there were a few things like, first of all, that the, the Epcot lounge is going to be, uh, you know, uh, through 2020. So they renewed that through 2020. So that's good news. Yeah. I think. Right. So I'm happy about Unless that they, until they bring black, bring back Club McCool though. <laughs> Super Club Cool. I, I don't feel like Club Cool. I, I don't know if you've seen the state of Club Cool right now. But yeah, it's down it's to the uh, steel. Bad. So yeah. yeah, it was. We, we still got our free drinks though up there, and got our snacks. The, the snacks keep going farther and farther downhill though. They're animal crackers now, like no name brand animal crackers. I got Cheez-Its when I was there. Yeah, we got Cheez-Its. They have Cheez-Its too, but it's like Cheez-Its and animal crackers. Like, do you remember going there when they were like there was Oreos and like nutter butters and stuff I like i thought i saw oreos last time i was there but you know, <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, i think we had a choice between lays and cheese it's so i don't know i'd still drink a lot of soda so that was okay yeah you so you made up for it with drinking all the soda i do <laughs> um the the one thing on here that i did find interesting i believe boulder ridge was due for uh, a full refurb um in 2021 but i think they actually moved that up to 2020 from what i saw so 
which is good because I don't know if you've stayed. I, I stayed there a couple of years ago and it was kind of in bad shape. So, hey, you want to talk about bad shape? We were at Saratoga. We did not get one of the new rooms, but it probably was good and bad because my daughter got to sleep in the closet again, which she loves. She loves that closet. <laughs> I sent I sent Tom and Trevor a picture of her sitting, you know, in the Still closet in her reading closet. Books. Yeah, it's <laughs> private. She's got her own private little mini and, room. And that's interesting because I I think as crazy as this sounds, if she had been out with the boys, even though it would have been on her own like pull out chair sleeping arrangement, that would have been far worse than her being in the closet by herself. But the one bathroom is still hurtful. Hurtful with one bathroom. It's gotta be tough with five people. I don't think I can do that anymore. I, I think like I have to buy points just to get like the double bathroom. Now the there's I, I we were at Polynesian as well. That's double toilets there? Nope. There it's a single toilet but they've got two showers. Yeah, see. Well, I won't tell you what my boys would go go listen to a couple episodes ago and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, my 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 boys would use that as a second toilet as well. But that all being said, <laughs> um I I need I need two toilets next time. I need to so I guess we're going two bedroom at that point, huh? Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much yeah, you got to do two you got to do two. That's why I need switch. more points. Well, you know, the the Animal Kingdom two bedroom that I was in had three bathrooms, which was pretty great. So yeah, it's almost overkill, but yeah. Well, it's nice because it had like the little like I mean, it wasn't even a half bath in the in the in the living room area. It was a full. I mean, I, I the people that we were with most often ended up you know using the shower that was in the bathroom in the in the main room. Um, I don't know why, but and then I mean the master bathroom there was kind of ridiculous. We even felt guilty just having it. Like we we told we told uh you know everybody in our in our group that you know hey if you want to use this bathroom, uh you know. But you can use it, please, because uh, we just felt so bad because it was so nice. But um, but yeah, I just you know that was an aside. But uh, they also mentioned too, you know, the cast member salaries continue to be the the driving source beside, but you know, behind the cost increases. Obviously, it was uh, the dues went up a lot less this past year. Um, because I think they took a big bite out of it last year and, and, you know, things went up a little bit uh, less. Um, but they also were talking about too, which I found interesting that transportation is actually one area for a cost increase because the resorts that are, are, that rely heavily on buses, they actually, they have to have more in the transportation budget for that. Um, because they actually increase driver wages and there's later hours at the theme park. So they're paying overtime. Um, so there's also that. So I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. The buses of Saratoga are are atrocious in comparison to the other ones. Cause you know, you come back and there's three stops and you're not that first stop. It's brutal. It's brutal with those buses. I think that's a good reason to, you know, for DVC members to be hinting at more Skyliner. Skyliners everywhere. Yeah. They should be going across Route Four. I don't care how they do them. Yeah, get them not? everywhere. <laughs> so they did actually. Someone asked. Somebody mentioned that in the meeting. There, there's a Q and A portion. So somebody said how much they love the Skyliner and asked if it would be extended. And the DVC person said there is no plans to extend the Skyliner at this time, which is disappointing. Well, that just but, means they're not officially talking about. Yeah, it. they're not ready to talk. They're about not ready it. to talk about it. But I mean, I'm glad you liked it, Damon, because I, we, I, you know, Trevor and I both like thought it was amazing. It was great in every way. It's fast. There's no line. It's gorgeous views. Even when there's a line, that line goes fast. And you, and see, here's the thing with the bus that's horrible. You never know when the bus is going to be there. Like we were at a spot where the bus took forever to get there and people were like yelling. See, the problem is is people. (laughs) That's really the problem. Listen, 
the bus is going to get there when the bus gets there. If that means that the bus is 40 minutes, like, so they were saying that when we were at Disney Springs coming from Disney Springs back to the hotel, that they were trying a new system the day before Thanksgiving for whatever reason for the busing, you know, maybe to mitigate, you know, some sort of perceived, um, you know, rush of people, but whatever the case may be, the bus ended up taking close to 40 minutes to get there. Here's the thing. Arguing and complaining about it isn't going to do anything. And, and the worst part was, is that there was one time where a bus came, stopped, and then was like, no, I'm not picking up. Oh, okay. So people like lost their mind. Got more mad. Yeah. Oh, they lost their mind. But the, but the whole big thing about it is, is that, you know, you don't know, like at least when you're going on the Skyliner, you know, okay, so there's two people going on every X amount of seconds. All right. I should be about X amount of time. And you're always moving. So even if a bus was going to be there quicker, it's almost more, you know, it's less anxiety to, to get on the Skyliner. I'll admit I only rode the bus twice when we were there for the whole week. That was, yeah, because you can take the boat. You can take, see, that's the thing. You can take the Skyliner to the boat and get to a lot of places too. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We only needed it for Animal Kingdom and Disney Springs. Every other time I, we were, yeah, Skyliner, monorail or boat. Cause yeah, I, I hate waiting for the bus. It just stresses me out. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's something to be said for like a moving line as opposed to a non moving line. Like at least when a line's moving, it feels like less of a wait, right? Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like when you're just standing still, you feel like you're waiting forever, but at least when you're moving, it feels like something's happening. So yeah, no, I think that's a part of it too. Yeah. And you you can kind of get a feeling about how long it's going to be mentally. Like sometimes just the waiting and not knowing, listen, the the app for the bus doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily helpful because it's not accurate all the time. Yeah. And well, I I actually think the problem is that it's too accurate and that the buses, you know, they hit traffic and like, so it's telling you the exact time. And then, but then, you know, it's like your GPS, right? Like every day on my way home from work, it'll tell me I'm going to get home at, you know, 550. And by the time I actually get home at 615 because traffic gets worse. Right. So that's, I almost think it's actually too accurate because it's just constantly changing, but you know. I agree. I, I agree on the premise. <laughs> so, so speaking of moving, do do we want to keep moving on these topics? Because yeah, <laughs> we do. We can do that. Yeah, no, we we can definitely do that. Um, so uh, who wants to read this one? I feel like I've been talking a lot. I don't the, know like, which one are we talking about. Rise, rise the resistance. So should we just should we just read Jeremy's thing? Well, I mean, I I, I wanted to talk about how you thought the X wing uh, drones were pretty lame when I thought they were pretty cool. <laughs> they, they had no weight to them though they they weren't fast they had no weight to them they looked like they were they looked like drones and then yeah, we had to, we, we've had this discussion in our own personal messages so yeah. I, i'm very confident on uh listening to what trevor has to say as well yeah i mean it, it, it they're they're floaty like it didn't it didn't look like a spaceship it looked like a drone with an x-wing on it which yeah i i agree with damon on this one that it, it's they, I know this, they sunk a lot of, you know, time and money into making those, but yeah, it, it seems like it was a bit of a waste, unfortunately. Oh man, I disagree with both of you. I thought it was super cool <laughs> and they looked really cool. My only disappointment is that they flew away from the camera and not across the land. That was my big disappointment. Well, that's safety. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah, you'll, you'll never see that. 
No, no, no. I was hoping that they were going to fly, like, over the back. Like, you know, that they were going to be, like, parallel to the camera. The the whole point was that they had to get them out of, you know, eyesight so that they could then have them blast off to hyperspace. Because we sure as heck weren't going to see that. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I just... I, that was my disappointment, but I still thought it was a cool first try at at least. But I, I, I listen, I give them a good good effort. You know, hey, thumbs up, good effort, but it's just not there yet for me, and I don't think we're gonna see it uh, outside of events. Personally, no, no, I don't think this is gonna be a nightly thing. Although I think it'd be cool if it was. Yeah, and I, and I guess the thing is too is I, I've seen YouTube videos of like in China and stuff them using drones for air shows. And it being way more impressive than than those X wings, so I feel there's a bar there that they're not hitting, and for and unless they're really going to go all in on it, they yeah, it's kind of a you know don't 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 detract from the overall experience trying to do something like that if you're not going to commit all the way to it. I get it. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, let's let's talk about this whole boarding group thing because I. Did not see this coming. I didn't think that they were going to do this. And, and because they've never done this before, this is a brand new thing, a new concept for Disney. Um, I was shocked by it the morning that it was opening because they didn't announce it ahead of time, right? They didn't say that ahead of time they were going to do it. Um, so for those that don't know, and I, if you're in part of any Disney group right now, there's no way that you can't know. Um, because it's everywhere. But basically, the only way to get onto Rise of Resistance still, you know, and we're, you know, just a little, what, a week or so after opening, um, you can only get on it through, through the virtual queue that they set up originally for, to get into the land itself. But now they've set it up for Rise of the Resistance. I think it's a really smart move. Uh, because for a lot of reasons, I mean, first of all, it helps them with crowd control, but also it helps them operationally because obviously they knew that this thing was super complicated and was going to break down a bunch the first, you know, month or even beyond. So this really helps them because they only call people when they, you know, are able to call people and get them into the line. Um, as opposed to somebody just, you know, a whole bunch of people, it breaks down and then a whole bunch of people are standing in line and not moving and they're mad. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, look at Hagrid's coaster right like they they don't want five hour waits and a bunch ten of hours it was 10 hours wasn't yeah. it when it opened was it 10 i i saw five at one point but yeah all either way you know you don't want that you don't want you know thousands of people standing the line being mad because because the ride is down this this is a much smarter way to control that but uh yeah, the, the, but, the board- but you got to show up at five a.m. now to get a board. Exactly. So, so um, <laughs> do, do we want to go through Jeremy's summary here on the opening? Yeah, we, and and just to, just to say this, uh, we had a couple people email us and a couple people offered to email us that were there, so we appreciate it. Um, but uh, we we want to read uh, Jeremy's here. Who wants to read it? I, I Trevor, or Dave, I'll give it a shot. All right. So. All right, so um, he says, part one, the opening. Our family of five attended on opening day of December 5th. Uh, they woke up at about four and drove to Hollywood Studios. Uh, they arrived at about five and were let into the park at 520. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, cast members were lined up to help guests check into boarding groups. At this time, we learned that boarding groups were not for the land, but for the ride itself. So opening day makes sense. Uh, joining the boarding group allowed the guests to enjoy the park while waiting. At 6 o'clock, all the rides were operational. It should have been noted that the official park opening at that time on that day was 8 a.m. Um, and the event merchandise was available also. 
I, I can I say that I think it's pretty cool that they actually did open it early and and had all the rides open. I, I mean, yeah, they, they don't have to do that, but I, I think it's cool that they were like, we're ready to open. Let's open everything. I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I I think for opening day that was smart because they knew there was going to be a bunch of people standing around, and it just would have made it worse if it was you know wait here for three hours. <laughs> so um, Jeremy goes on to say, he only encountered one hiccup. The ride went down after their boarding group was called, but before they had boarded the ride. Uh, there was a bit of confusion, but, uh, but all in the first 20 boarding groups were issued. Hold on. But all in the first 20 boarding groups were issued at Hollywood studios for all the rides. I'm not sure what that or how that, I, I think what he's supposed to say is all the boarding groups were already taken at that point. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's what he was trying to say. Okay. There, yeah. Um, yeah. So he says they, they hung around. No, no, hold on a second. Hold on. So what he's saying is, is that, Everyone that was in the first 20 boarding groups were issued a fast pass because they couldn't get on the ride. Oh, I right? see. Right? Yeah. So that you get, you get a fast pass that includes all rides. Oh, okay. That's yeah. That's what I get. they get. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, so yeah, he got, so he got an additional fast pass. They hung around, um, and the ride came back up and he was able to get on. Uh, so then he goes on to say part two, the ride. Uh, after the boarding groups were called, it seemed that the wait in the queue should be no longer than 30 minutes. Uh, the experience was about 18 to 20 minutes long and should be noted that you are not in the, in a ride vehicle the entire time. And I think we are, we've already talked about this. Um, some, some say that these pre-show, these are the pre-shows, but I think it's appropriate to say that it's part of the experience. Uh, he then goes on to say, I, w- I would say hands down, this is the most immersive experience Disney has ever built. The storyline is a nice tie into the land and gives the guests a chance to step into a Star Wars movie. The scale is massive and the ride has so many moving parts and details that truly show the love and care that it takes. They're the love and care that makes this worthy of the label of Disney's latest and greatest. Uh, he says, as we disembark, several cast members, Imagineers, and even uh, the WDW president, Josh... Demaro uh, greeted guests. Everyone who got off the ride had a smile, and um, and some people were even emotional, which is not surprising. Uh, he goes on to say, "For uh, definitely a must ride for any guest, and especially for Star Wars fans." So, um, I haven't heard anything negative about this ride yet. So <laughs> I haven't heard one person say overrated. Yeah. It's like, you know, let's you always get that. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, that's saying a lot. Like I, I can't oh, yeah. think of any, like even the rides that we talk about or, you know, like toy story land and, and all that, you know, th- there's very few occurrences where, you know, y- you, people speak about it and, you know, there, like you said, there's, there's usually at least one person who goes, ah, you know, I could take it or leave it. I, I think I, maybe I'm building this up a little too hype in my head, but I think, yeah, this is going to be that, you know, the top tier experience at Disney world for at least a little while. Well, and I, so I've seen a couple different, I've read a couple different reviews of it. Um, uh, theme park, uh, was it, was it theme park, uh, insider? Yeah. Who like the guy that writes there, I think it's Robert Niles. He's a pretty well-respected guy with as far as theme parks go. He called it the best theme park ride in the entire world. Um, WWNT, who is super, super, super critical of everything Disney puts out, um, said it's a modern classic. It's the best ride that Disney's ever built. Um, you know, so even some of the critics out there of Disney are saying that this thing is, is incredible. 
Um, I am so sad. I forgot. I, I can't ride it yet. I'm like dying to ride this thing as, and I'm sure Trevor, I know you're sure spoiler averse that you're probably dying to just get on it. So you don't get it spoiled. Oh, for you, you know, I I've had to ignore so many YouTube videos and Facebook posts. Uh, you know, people are, you know, they're excited and they're like, you know, here's a full ride through. And I just, I'm hitting ignore on all of those videos. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to be there next year. And I have every intent to go on it. I don't care how, you know, if I have to wait, I have to wait. That's fine. But yeah, I, I want to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, totally worth it. And, and my, my sister and, uh, and her boyfriend are going in early February. And I was like, you're going to have to get there early. Cause I, I mean, it seems like just, I mean, I know we're only a week out, but flight of passage still has a two hour wait sometimes. I don't know if yeah. the hype's really going to die down about this. Not you know? anytime soon. Like it's, yeah, it's unreal. And I mean, I just think they're going to keep the virtual queue for a while too. I, I I'm wondering if this is going to be a new thing. Like, are they going to do this for, I mean, is Tron going to have a virtual queue is, you know, guardians going to have a virtual queue. Is this the new way going forward? Is it, or is this going to replace fast pass someday? Cause I think universal doesn't even, they have all virtual queues, don't they? I mean, Damon, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they, they changed all virtual queues at least at volcano Bay. Well, well, Volcano Bay is different than the parks. Yeah. No, true, but I thought that they changed a, a virtual queues. I, at I don't know. I've never too. seen a virtual queue there. I think it's a newer thing. I, I don't know if you've been there recently, but but isn't that really what fast passes are? Is it's just you're you're just reserving that virtual queue spot for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the difference here is that the virtual queue, the, you know, is is basically you getting in line, but fast, and you can't pick your time. I actually think of it's it's almost like the old fast pass system in that you're you know you don't get to pick a time. Yeah, you just, just scan your card and it tells you a time. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I, I guess the way to think of it is, yeah, maybe maybe this is a sign of them. You know, right now we have standby and fast pass queues. Maybe, maybe it's just you know standby queues are going to go away, and it's just going to be all fast pass queues. That's what I'm wondering here. That's what I think is interesting to speculate about. You know. Yeah. Which, you know, if if it gets people you know hanging out in the park more, you know, you 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 go and you do your rides, but you don't spend you know those hours. But you can't do that everywhere. You got to e-ticket only or something because you know you got to have stuff for people to do when they're not right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because even yeah, right now the, the my biggest struggle with Hollywood Studios is the fact that everything is tier one because like yeah. what we were there, we did we did. Uh, we did star tours and we did, um, smugglers run. And outside of that, it was like, it was a lot of standing around, which didn't feel very good. Yeah. That's, that's the chance. I mean, I'm sure they're going to change that. But at when some there's point, good but... food though, it's, it's a lot easier. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> did you eat any food in star Wars, Damon, or just. No, there's <sighs> just, the no, milk. just the milk. Like there was nothing that I was super excited about. My wife is a huge Pandora, um, food, person so we went over there instead like when oh. we, when we were at animal kingdom like there was a couple times we were like you know outside of the meal so our friends were on the dining plan so we did some sit downs and stuff like that so outside of the sit downs you know she wanted to eat there and i was like star wars ah, yeah uh, not so much we actually but that I, ronto wrap's pretty good i mean that's you know <laughs> sorry I, now that i think about it i just remembered we discovered uh, or we tried in pandora um, those pineapple cream cheese spring rolls. At, oh, everybody talks about those. Yeah. We, I ended up, uh, those ended up being a big hit with my entire family. 
So yeah, there, there's some good food in Pandora still. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So Damon, you've been kind of quiet about this, about Rise of the Resistance. I, you know, I, obviously you're about what you these boarding it. passes. What's that? You mean about the boarding passes? No, no, no. You've just been quiet. I just, you know, just curious what your, your thoughts on all, all the whole thing. Is, I mean, I know until I write it, I have no thoughts, right? <laughs> well, it would have been great for you because you would show up there at four o'clock in the morning, right? Uh, I don't know. I was loving the sleeping in stuff, man. I'm going to tell you. See, again. But for this ride, though, you would do it one day, right? I mean, I guess I probably would have, but... There was something nice about sleeping in, though. There really was something nice about sleeping in. The only problem is, is that, you know, you come to realize as you DVC and, you know, go a bunch of times that you can do that. I don't think I could have done that the first 10 years, you know, first five years for sure. But now I definitely could. Like when I go to Disney next time, like, what do I really need to ride besides this? This is really the only thing I need to ride. Like we didn't do, we did Peter Pan, but we did not do Pooh because that line is unreal. Yeah, Forget for, all for, that. For a like, ride that's, you know, great. But I mean, we, we've done it a few times. Like I don't need to do it all the time. So I think that was the nice part. So would I, would I have gotten up early? Of course I would. Would I maybe have gone by myself and gotten up early? That seems more likely, mm. you know, that that might have happened. But you know, when I go next time, like there'll be four or five things. If there's four or five things and I can fast pass at least three of them, uh, I'm good. Golden. Yeah, I'm good. So I saw some people were were upset that they're, they're they changed all the extra magic hours to nighttime now, and that they're not going to be offering Rise of the Resistance. Which I don't know why people are mad because they never were going to offer Rise of the Resistance during extra magic hours. I, I think but, a lot of people were banking on that. They were going, ha, ah, you no. know, I can sneak around the you know the busy time and go during extra magic hours. Nope, Disney's on to you. Well, and plus, I just don't even know how they would make that work logistically. Like, because they, they've got these boarding passes all day that they've been struggling to fill all of them anyway, right? I mean, they, yeah, how, they've cut how, back significantly, right? But, and how many people would get mad, I guess, you know, if, it, you know, whether it's, you know, extra magic hours or an after hours party, if, you know, right now, as the ride is still being figured out, you know, they don't want to guarantee that because you're going to have people coming back and, you know, raging at cast members because they, they had an expectation that they were going to ride it. So that's exactly right. And that's, I'm sure people already are raging at cast members every time it breaks down. I, I, you know, which is amazing to me because man, it's like the most complicated thing they've ever built. Like give it some time. It's going to take some time. Yeah, you know? and, and I, I know I know our listeners know better, but you know maybe tell those people that don't know better. You know, don't rage at the people that are you know just doing yeah, their job there. It's it's not cool. Yeah, I, I mean because <laughs> they don't want it to be broken down either, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually I don't know if Trevor, you watched the last episode of the Imaginary Story. I know Damon, not you're yet. not really into it, but no, you haven't. No. Okay, so the last episode they talk about some of the Star Wars stuff, and one of the interesting things I found is the guy that you know that that is was responsible for the whole land which i found out fairly recently he was also responsible for spider-man and for the overall harry potter stuff at uh universal so Hmm. he's they disney poached him over and so and and he's so that's i guess why they put him in charge of this right is because harry potter was so successful but anyway um the interesting thing he was talking about smugglers run and he was like we don't know if we can make this work and then he goes a couple months out it didn't work at all (laughs) <laughs> and, and he goes and he goes and this i guess was a couple months before it opened and then he was like 
now it mostly works. We're not really sure if we're going to be able to get it to make to completely work. And I just thought it was kind of funny that he would admit that that they couldn't figure it out. But well, the the problem with Smuggler's Run is, you know, what's going to happen is going to be the same thing that kind of happened with Star Tours towards the end before the revamp as well. If you don't stay on top of it and you start those screens start becoming a little bit unsynced with the movement, yeah, you're going to have some sick people. Oh yeah. Well, and I thought you were going to say like stale, like maybe just weren't. Like, no, we, to- so we rode Star Tours towards the end before like the revamp. It was brutal, brutal. Like looking at yeah. the ground going, Oh my goodness, this is tough. This is really tough. And now it's like, it's not so bad, but that was, it was tough back then. Yeah. I, I wonder though, do you think that smugglers run will end up having some other like, really, it's computer-generated, right? So at the end of the day, yeah. could you have different stories? Would they? Yeah, could I, they I would bet. Go ahead. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, what Dan was saying, you know, could they change it? Could they, you know, could they do, you know, different different worlds that you go to and all that kind of stuff? I 100% believe they will do that. Like, I absolutely believe they have the capability to, to add things in from the new movie that they, you know, the, any new movies they do or any new stuff that they want to add, like they've been doing with Star Tours. Why wouldn't they do it? Right. Uh, I think it might be a little bit more work involved, but yeah, I, I mean, I could see it in, you know, a few year refresh here. Here's the other question. Are we done with Star Wars land? Well, I doubt it. I'm sure there's, there's, some sort of plans for expansion at some point. You, you don't think after this movie that's coming out, like was next week? I, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to see anything that soon. But what that's what I mean is, you know, we're, we're hitting the last movie in the final trilogy. I don't, I think things are going to stay the way they are at least for a little while, you know, probably for well, yeah, five because years. You're right. Because like, are they going to really remove Kylo Ren? Because there's going to be a new movie, there's going to be a new trilogy, or whatever the case may be. There's going to be new TV shows, right? How many TV shows are there going to be? Yeah. Gosh, I saw wait three, four. Make it a couple, yeah. Right. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of television shows. So what happens? I mean, gosh, when are we going to see the Mandalorian? When are we going to see the Child? When are we going to see all that stuff there? Right. Good question. Now that would be. I mean, and so here's the real question. You know, Baby Yoda, animatronic, plush. Well, you can already get character the actor plush. Like, what are we going to? No, 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 no. For for pictures, for photos. Like, oh, what are we yeah. going to get? Oh, like well, a like a baby Groot or yeah, BB-8 we, style like meet and yeah, greet. Yeah, they should yeah. do that. Yeah, just him in the little basque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. I would <laughs> do that. <laughs> I mean, did you guys do the baby Groot one? Because it was pretty fantastic when they had it. I it was cool. I, I did mean, not. We got to no. do it. It was awesome. Did you do that one, Damon? I'm sorry. No, I did not. No, that was awesome. Even the BBA one though is still pretty cool. Yeah, I like BBA. All right, so we're off track again. But yeah. that's- <laughs> <laughs> we're over two hours though. We're not going to go three hours like you predicted, Damon. But well, with with the wait list, we are. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's true. We've been talking. Yeah, with the wait list, we're definitely at three hours. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else we want to talk about with with the Rise of the Resistance opening? I mean, obviously, all three of us want to really ride it and and are excited to do it and. Um, no, you know. I'm getting I'm getting tired of listening to you talk, Tom. We have to finish this up soon. <laughs> I'm tired of listening to myself talk, frankly. I'm, you know, yeah, we uh, we only have know, one I, more thing though. We have new Disney patents. Yeah, which it's is the that last thing. So boring. I, well, okay, so I only want to talk about the first one. 
Oh, I only want to talk about the second one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so the first one is a new Disney patent would allow costume characters to see without. This is the one you want to talk about, Trevor? Yeah. There's a lot of applications for this. So <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, the the whole idea of the patent is that you can uh characters or vehicles that you know normally would have a bunch of stuff limiting the field of view, they're going to have technology where the the person driving it inside actually has a full proper field of view. So obviously using cameras and stuff so they can see, you know, either outside of the costume that they're in or outside of the vehicle that they're driving. So that they don't, uh, you know, that they don't have blind spots like they do now. That is pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess the the idea of of this is doing it like in a in a way that's not, you know, they always say part of the reason why they got rid of the talking Mickey is because the head was super heavy. Like, I guess that was part of the reason, and so maybe they have to do this without it being too cumbersome for the yeah. for the character. Or I, I thought it was interesting. They said that the patent could also be used for like filming movies and TV shows and stuff too. So, besides just you know a costume character, but in my mind, I look at both of these patents as being Star Wars hotel related or Star Wars land related. Personally, okay. Well, so what's the second one? The the so, audio David, you thing? want to say the second yeah. one since you wanted to talk about it? <laughs> I guess. Let's see. So Disney's developing new interactive device that would activate audio visual effects. So the use of a directional antenna, they have the wand as in the image would send a signal to the second. And this is so, this is boring just to read. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. So a gesture activation of a button device would allow the user to activate an effect on the intended location or target. So, I mean, are we talking about like what they do over at Harry Potter already with the wands? Kind of seems that way. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I mean, that's cool. Well, so I, obviously, if they're filing a patent for it, they're they're doing it in a different way than than yes. Universal does it, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, I, I, the, the the blaster part about it, like a toy blaster, that's kind of cool. See, that's what I'm thinking. This is why. That's why I'm thinking this is Star Wars related because. You know, you're t- they they put in there. I think they put in the wand into the patent to kind of throw us off the scent here. You know, like they did with that one patent for uh for that ride where they were like, oh, it could be used for a Tarzan ride. Like everyone's clamoring for a Tarzan ride. Come on now, right? But this Dude, is a Tarzan ride would be awesome. It would be awesome. But I'm just saying, it's not like it's a you know something that everybody's all you know. No, Tarzan's not one of those movies that everybody like is you know gets really nostalgic over or whatever. But what I'm saying is here, like, I feel like this is more for like a lightsaber, like you said, a toy blaster, like things that you could maybe use on the, on the Star Wars ship, you know, to be yeah. interactive. Blasters would be cool. I mean, that would be awesome if everyone got a blaster when they got on. Right. Like it's just standard issue. You walk on <laughs> is like, here's your blaster. Here's your lightsaber. Or <laughs> Jedi get the holocron and that would be really kind of cool. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you, cause the, so here's the question though. Can they put you in jail for the whole two days? Like what, if you, <laughs> like, what if you walk onto the ship with your blaster and just shoot somebody and then shoot, they're like, like yo, you're in jail members? for two days <laughs> without refunding your money? Uh, <laughs> no, no refunds. Like, Hey, you shot somebody. You're in jail. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that immersive. That would be pretty funny though. That would be amazing if they could somehow pull that off. 
Oh, people or, would be losing or, their or if you're in What would jail. happen is they'd end up in real jail because they would just totally while out. <laughs> I and spent $5,000 for two nights here and you stuck me in jail. Well, but then, <laughs> no, but, you know, they sent you to jail, but then, you know, you get broken out by the resistance. How amazing would that there you be? Go. Well, you just shot somebody. The dark side would be the ones breaking you out, wouldn't they? <laughs> well, maybe. Or, or unless you, unless the guy you shot was uh, First Order. I mean. Yeah, what if you shot a stormtrooper and yeah. then, you know, they're locking you up? Yeah, I don't know. Resistance is okay with shooting people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But, well, the, you know, I just, I find that I, I was almost thinking of it as like, uh, remember we saw the, the, oh gosh, I forget what it's called, but like the, the, like the room, the, the training room with the lightsaber, you know, yeah, the dojo. Yeah, yeah, the dojo. Yeah. Maybe this is related to that. That's kind of what I thought immediately when I read this. Could be. But, you know, and then I could also see it too, though. I mean, maybe Kylo, the ki- character of Kylo Ren that's going to be on the ship is, you know, maybe you can't really see well out of that mask and they need to make it a little bit easier to see out of that thing. So he doesn't, you know, have kids hitting him in the shins with lightsabers. I mean, that's going to happen no matter what, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're going to go to jail. <laughs> the kids go to jail too. Yeah. Kids go to jail too. <laughs> yeah, your seven year old. Sorry, dude, you're in jail for two days. Your parents will come by to visit you every few hours. So Mommy loves like you, sweetie, time. but you shouldn't have hit him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I don't know. I think these are interesting. I, I think the idea of of characters being able to see better can lead to better interactions, and maybe even you know, just in general, lead to better better character costumes, right? It's never fun when you're looking at a character and you're like, oh, I can see the screen where they're looking out from, you know? Well, and also it's like, I find more and more now I'm, I'm watching how characters move and interact and you can see very obviously, you know, you know, that they're, they're focused on one thing and there will be somebody, you know, just out of their field of view that is, you know, trying to get their attention or doing something and, and, and you see that they'll like pretty much, or they'll, they'll ghost that person or it looks like they're ghosting that person when, you know, you know, the kid's like, you know, I want to, you know, chip, I'm over here kind of thing. So I, I hope that this is something that they can feasibly work into. Yeah. A lot of those costumes so that, you know, it, it is more interactive and, and they, there's a bit more freedom of movement to the characters, I think is the, well, and maybe it'll lead. I'm sorry, Trevor, go ahead. No, that was, that was it. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it'll lead to, to, to more, uh, hand, hand handler less, uh, characters too, because I mean, half the reason why they have the handlers so they don't run into stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I so I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll lead to more things. And of course, these you know these are patents. Disney files patents for stuff all the time that they never end up using, uh, or you know, use way later down the line. So this could end up being a nothing patent, and they never use it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about this in 2023 again, probably. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway. So, so anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap no, this thing up? No, I, no. I, I think we're good. I, I think we've <laughs> we've talked about quite a lot today. <laughs> Wait, is, I, is this the, is this officially the longest episode? Uh, yes, it would yeah. be. Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah, my goodness. I do want to say before we wrap up, uh, you know, just 2019 has been a super cool year for us. Um, this show has grown like exponentially kind of crazy this year we were we were looking at some of our statistics and this this show is heard in over 23 countries which is bananas to me (laughs) that that we're heard in over 23 countries uh it more than 23 countries i mean uh it's really cool 
Uh, and, and we just, I, you know, I know I, I don't want to speak for you two, so you say whatever you want, but I just can't appreciate enough all the people that listen to the, to us talking about Disney and just messing around like we do. And the fact that this is listened to all over the world, it's a little, little crazy I, to me. I, I found it very refreshing that people actually want to get together and meet us. Like, you know, it was really nice going to the parks and, and people, you know, spending some of their time going on their out of their way just to kind of chat with us and, and, you know, and, and my family. And I, I thought that was really, really nice. And, and I appreciate that. And, you know, this should, this is going to be out before the holiday. So I wish everyone a happy holiday as well from, from Absolutely. us. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think the thing for me is, you know, that the, the fact that, you know, the three of us started this just as us having a common interest and it, it blows my mind how well that's resonated with a larger group of people. Like it, I, I think it really speaks to the fact that you, you kind of think you're, you're, you know, well, not alone, but like you, you think that, you know, nobody else is, you know, wanting to talk about Disney as much as I do. And then you find out that there's a whole ton of people out there that are really cool and have the same, the same interest as you. So I'm, I'm glad that we get a chance to do this. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty awesome thing to be a part of. <laughs> Yeah. And I think what's, what's interesting, you know, the more I, I got to think about some of this stuff as, you know, you meet people is that the fact that we all are, you know, get along well, but are all really have pretty distinct opinions on, on most of the topics. It's enjoyable for people to listen to because I'm sure that everyone has the person that they kind of resonate with and it doesn't get boring because we're not always on the, you know, the same sort of line of thinking. And I think that's what I enjoy the most is not speaking with people all the time that are, yeah, I agree with that. It's like, you know, it's, it's nice that, you know, Tom has a very poor opinion of, of drones. Like I find that interesting. So I have a very high opinion of drones. I just yeah. think you guys need to suspend your disbelief a little bit. I mean, <laughs> all right. No, but seriously, yeah. we, we are thankful for every single person that's hearing us speak right now or anytime that you listen to us. It's, it is, incredibly cool to us that this is heard in so many different places and uh i man it's super humbling and just feels really strange so as long as more people would join the other group then then i'd feel a lot to better. join the facebook group yeah yeah Gosh, no we drama we've, we've, we've got a good group going on nobody's fun conversations about the window clings. Yeah. yeah which i do like i'm very happy about the window clings we didn't talk at all about those i didn't get mine yet but i'm still waiting for mine too but cat wait I, I thought you didn't get them Oh no, we do. I, I get the Disney magazines every. You just can't get the magic bands because of the batter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only the magic bands we don't get. I get all the, I get all the newsletters and everything else. Okay. Yeah. yeah again, like I'm going to hold out on one. I'm going to put one on maybe my car and then the other one I'm going to have to hold out for, I don't know, a new car when I get a there new car go. at some point, or maybe I'll put it on the fridge. I find that the de facto place for us to put all of our stuff is on the fridge. I actually took one of my DVC magnets off of one of the cars and put it on the fridge. That way, if I lose the other one, I feel a little bit better about at least having one on the fridge. Well, I think this is a smart move by DVC because the prevalence of those DVC magnets getting stolen is Mm -hmm. very high. So it's good to have a window cling that can't get stolen. Yes, I would agree. My my magnet is pretty roughed up. So it's kind of nice because no one, I don't think, wants it, which is good. (laughs) <laughs> just make it less desirable. I said, exactly. Yeah, mine went straight Definitely. to the fridge because we don't dare put that stuff on our cars here. Oh, that's right. Cause you only get one, right? Well, no, we, well, no, we got, I got two, but because of all the salt and winter and everything salt. that goes on here, yeah. they uh, get yeah. destroyed. So yeah. Gotcha. 
Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, now that we've done all of our sappy thank yous, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we should wrap this thing up and so we can, you know, well, stay tuned for the waitlist, though, right? The waitlist is the 22nd. Wait, is that the day? I'm looking? Yeah. No, yeah, 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. 23rd. Sorry. Yep. So the waitlist will, um, will be, uh, in between episodes. I don't know if we're going to do another episode before the end of the year. We'll, we'll figure it out, but we, you know, we'll, we'll see. We're, we're um, not. I, I, we're not. I'm going to say probably not because I think we all <laughs> yeah, have we're things not. going on with our families. So yeah, yeah I we're mean, not. we're going to be enjoying times with our families for the holidays and I'm sure everybody else will be too. Uh, you know, all of our listeners will be too. That's so why we did the waitlist. That's, that is why we did the waitlist. So consider this our last full podcast for the year 2019. It's been a great one. Uh, Honestly, this has been the but best. Don't year miss the wait list. So. That's on. Don't miss the wait list. And, no, you can't miss the wait list. And we can still talk on the Facebook group. So that's true. See, yeah, yeah. I, I bet we have a bunch of lo- new listeners that have no idea what the heck we're talking about with the wait list. We ne- we never really explained it. So oh, they'll find out. <laughs> they'll find out. Yeah. It's the sideshow. Yeah. So in more ways than one. All right. All right. So let's wrap, wrap this thing up, Trevor. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if, uh, anyone has any questions, any comments, uh, you just, you know, want to talk to us, you can find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting emails from you guys. You know, we put out questions to you guys and you always, uh, send us stuff back and super appreciate it. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at welcome home podcast, Twitter, welcome home pod and Instagram, welcome home picks really Twitter and Instagram, just mirror Facebook. So you'll, um, if you, if you want to, you know, follow us on Facebook, that's, uh, that's the best place to find us. And we of course have the, uh, the Facebook group there as well, which is the, uh, it's called the welcome home waitlist right now. <laughs> is that what you call it, Damon? I don't remember. It's got something with the waitlist. It's, it's welcome no. home waitlist. Yeah. yeah. Is it welcome? It is, it's, I think it's longer than that though, isn't it? Yeah. Welcome home members or. I, I took the atrocity that Tom had. Welcome home Disney waitlist. That's what it's called. Which yeah. by the way was the number one voted on name, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just decided to change it because, you know, waitlist and all that, which I think actually fits us better anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I like it right now. Well, yeah. subject to change later, but of course you can. Yes, exactly. Y- you can subject to our whims. Yeah, you, you, you can find <laughs> us there. And uh, if you guys, you know, like us and you want to get some merch, there is store.welcomehomepodcast.com. You can get you can get mugs, you can get magnets, you can get uh, t-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff there. So I wore t-shirts when I was in the park for two days, but then I had to go sweatshirt. So I realized that the next thing that Tom has to have made for us is sweatshirts. I think that I think we have hoodies in the store. No, we need the the special. Oh, we need ones. we need the special ones for just, okay, yeah, <laughs> just for us. Yeah, I got you. Just the, the exclusive embroidered, ones. embroidered. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. embroidered. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> uh, and I, who was it? Jeremy was telling us that he was walking around and people kept asking him if he was the host of the podcast. It was saying yeah. he was walking around with that shirt on. He had his whole family with a shirt on. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, my kids wouldn't even wear the hats. So. <laughs> But you, you know what was very interesting is that I, I believe it was Steve's daughter. Like when they gave her that, like, cause I gave him a hat and he gave it to his daughter. I think again, I am hoping this is Steve and not one of the other people. Like she put it on and like was super happy. Like nice. there was people legitimately happy to like get the hat and wear it immediately. Like I was like told my kids, yeah, you want, you want a hat? They're like, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. We make people happy with our hats. <laughs> yeah. So, so my Christmas order, Tom, is sweatshirts and like beanies, like knit beanies for like when you're there when it's cold. 
All right. We got that. We got the, the warm weather covered, but I think we need that for ourselves when we go next time. Cause I, I went a lot of sweatshirt, you know, when it's like 60 degrees at night and you know, I couldn't welcome home it at that point. All right. We, we'll, we'll get that done. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have to, we'll, we'll do some brainstorming on that. I think. There you go. See what else we can, <laughs> we can do. Uh, and of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney and DVC, uh, not the other imposters out there that, uh, you know, stole our name and use it uh, in the No, we're going to have them on the show. Don't be mean to them. They're going to come on the show. You already reached out to them? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm going to talk to them and You're gonna we're going to do a show with them. <laughs> Oh man, I I hope everybody listens all the way to the end of this podcast because we never get through the ending without some other nonsense that we talk about. Of course, yeah, it's the way to do it. Um, a reminder, as always, to our listeners: Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on the show are our own. So, please contact a DVC representative, a Disney cast member, uh, for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge, huge, huge thank you, as always, to uh, DVC Resale Market for sponsoring this show. They are our friends and our partners that have been here since day one with us, and so we appreciate that. Uh, we love those guys. So please, uh, you know, support the people that support us. Of course, join us uh, next time for more Disney Parks discussion, more DVC talk. We will see you all in 2020. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.